0: was canceled. Four nerds, minus one because one of them had to go off and do something, still band together to talk about it. And all of its amazing awesomeness that should have happened last week and did it because the world's on fire. Why is the world on fire? Because, oh, if you stepped outside, you realize those (laughs) nerds are Brandon T. McClure, Ryan James Eliopoulos, and... Ben Magnet, whose happiest moment this entire week was the fact that baseball is back and
1: the Dodgers are winning, woo! I was shocked to see on my Instagram multiple people at a baseball game, and I'm like, wait, when did this happen? How did the this cardboard so cutouts, my friend? They no, were- My friends were at a game. <laughs> they it's
0: were? So,
2: it was so yeah. weird for me to see just sports again.
0: <laughs> I, yeah. oh God. No, I didn't think the season was gonna happen. At uh, at all, I didn't know it was going to happen. And then when they finally announced that a uh, sixty game season, and the Dodgers were they did a, they had a great opening weekend. I have a big uh, more
1: question, Ben. How many games are there traditionally opposed to sixty? A hundred and sixty. Holy shit! So this is like this is like a Dragon Ball Z small bracket tournament. That's just like the mm-hmm. best of the best. The season starts in April,
0: and it are goes you telling all me
1: there's a
2: are you telling me there's a more than a hundred games a year? Hundred games of baseball a
0: year for one team whoa I had no idea oh, oh yeah
1: they, they are athletes I will never yeah, not baseball. get credit <laughs>
0: oh god Brandon baseball it starts in baseball starts in April and it ends in September and the playoffs are in October mm-hmm. I mean especially baseball when I
2: play basketball like I think we played like 10-15 games maybe Uh-huh.
0: but yeah, I had no idea Oh, no, baseball, it's a long, it's a long ass season for baseball. I mean, you could fall off baseball. Like, okay, so like the season started in April, and like, say the Dodgers were in like third place, people wouldn't start freaking out until after the All-Star break because that's when the teams were just like, you have trade deadlines, you have all this other sports stuff that you guys don't really care about. But sure. that's when it, when the, the hunt for the playoffs really hits. Now we're in the middle, end of July. We're about to start August, which is a huge playoff put. Push in uh, baseball and that's where you start to see the teams like this is where the standings are going to be set for october the playoffs and everything and just having the season start now is it's weird even when i'm watching the highlights i'm seeing an empty dodger stadium is weird
1: i'm still interested like i'm actually interested in this mini season because so so how many games are they doing? Just like a couple games per te- per like uh, per like team up. Like how no. if it's from sixty to from one sixty to sixty, that's a lot less playing. So, like, so how here's so here's what they're doing.
0: So right now, baseball. This is funny. We're this is, we're supposed to be a nerd podcast. This is the most sports I've no, talked. This about. is this is
1: baseball nerdy shit. I'm actually I'm curious about this how is, it.
0: this is sports nerds with. Ben yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I used to like baseball. I'm just not anymore.
0: Still love baseball. Always will love baseball. Uh, <laughs> all right. So what they're doing now, Ryan. Is that, because you know how the Major League Baseball is split up into two leagues, the National League and American League, and those are split up into divisions, East, Central, and uh, West? So to alleviate traveling cuz normally during obviously during a 160 game season or 150 a some games yeah after a long ass season you're traveling all over the country you're playing teams on the east coast west coast interleague everything you're like a band
1: on a on like a essentially,
0: essentially yeah. yeah but to alleviate that baseball has limited travel to teams in their division both national league and american league oh there's a kitty there i hear that she's behind the space she's behind space <laughs> literally right
1: behind the space oh wow
0: see. So the Dodgers are going to be playing obviously their regular division, the National League West, which includes the Giants, the Padres, the Diamondbacks, and um, the Colorado Rockies, but they'll also be playing teams from the American League West, which includes the Angels, the Oakland A's, the um, and of course the one team that everyone thought they weren't going to play this year, but apparently they are, the cheating Houston Astros. Oh the cheaties. Yeah. They're is playing the their Astros.
1: Official, is that the official
0: name,
2: the cheating Houston
0: Astros? Well for yeah. me, they're technically called I'm calling them the Houston asterisks. Oh I mean yeah. they're also the Houston assholes. They are oh, oh thank you for that, Brandon. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm thank surprised you, for you didn't that.
1: think of that. Well, <laughs> uh, I guess I'm trying to keep it PG because oh, so Ben, my 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 so to 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 shorten this up a little bit, mm-hmm. um from one sixty to sixty. Does that so all the teams are still playing, right? All the teams are still playing, but they're only oh. playing in their like division, both in their league and outside of their league. So
0: we're so, what, so the Dodgers so aren't are gonna, gonna be do. traveling to St. Louis or Chicago. The farthest yeah. you still travel is Houston, Texas.
1: Okay. So what does that mean for for like playoffs and the end game? And
0: stuff? The playoffs is I mean, because they're still doing coronavirus testing for all the players and everything. And even some cause when I was watching some highlights, some players were still wearing masks even while they're on the field and up and to bat. Yeah. Um, playoffs are gonna run as normal. It's the um, the whoever wins the division. You have the three teams in the division and the wildcard team. It's gonna go as normal, and the playoffs are the only thing that's gonna run as normally. Where like, say the Dodgers are playing the Yankees in the World Series, they're gonna be have they have to travel back and forth.
3: Okay. So beside, I, I, what
0: you are trying to do is like stop travel, but
1: eventually it's gonna so eventually it's
0: gonna have to. But at least at, at that point, all the t- most of the teams will be would have been eliminated by then, so they're not gonna have to worry about. All of baseball, they just have to worry about like a quarter of the baseball teams, and then as the playoffs go on, it just gets smaller until you only have two teams remaining. Sure,
1: I'm I'm uh, I'm happy we had this baseball talk. I'm very curious about the restructuring of baseball in a pandemic. Uh, yeah. Do you know if ba- basketball, if like if like all the other sports, are like they're basketball
0: trying to- basketball starting, but all thirty teams of the NBA are in Orlando, Florida, and they're playing. their they're finishing their season because they're baseball starting their season. Uh, the NBA had to pause their season. Yeah. And now they're restarting it again in Orlando. They're just so restarting the season. They're just rest- well, not they're restarting the season. They're con- they're picking up where they left off.
1: Okay, yeah, I was gonna say, don't you guys already started? Don't do that.
0: Which is weird because normally we would around this time it would be preseason basketball. Yeah. Instead, it's like, hey, we're picking up where the season left off because both NH- NHL we don't know yet. I think NHL they're on a hard stop. They don't know when they're gonna start up again because you have both Canada and um, United States teams to worry about, and there's a whole different yeah. laws up in Canada. But for the NBA, there all the teams are stuck in Orlando, Florida, at Walt Disney World, and they're taking turns playing on different courts.
1: That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. The
0: worst places to be.
2: Yeah. Um, real quick, real quick uh, notes before we get, kind of get started. Uh, Sparks is not here. Nope. Uh, as you can as you can see if you're watching the live stream, but yeah, Sparks is a uh, uh, is off on a mini vacation. I am home alone, Macaulay Culkin, and. Uh, if you hear any noise coming from my camera in the background, I apologize. My window's open. My AC went out yesterday, so um, that sucks. But anyway. I got I got uh, a horny cats that
1: just won't <laughs> shut up. So that's my, that's my
2: <laughs> so if you see hear hear that kind of background noise, horny cats, cars, that's 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 why. That's part of the Nerd podcast, the lore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
0: Part of the Fakner quarantine cast.
2: Yeah. So, uh, who wants to talk about their week? What, what they do?
1: Oh, uh, I'll go first, because I, I, I kind of only really did two major things this week, and they're both relating to uh, Sony first-party video games, and that is The Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima. Um, Ghost of Tsushima came out uh, this Friday, I believe, uh, but I didn't start it until last night. Uh, I played a little bit, and then I played most of it today. Um, I'm going to talk about that game first, because I wanted to have an actual discussion with you guys about the Last of Us for just a little bit, because we got a shorter podcast, one less person. I just need to talk about my feelings about the game. Go Ghost of Tsushima is... Um, have you guys ever played an open-world game before? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, then there's nothing surprising about Ghost of Tsushima whatsoever. Um, and I don't mean that in a negative way. It is just a game that is not trying to uh, it's not trying to break the wheel and do something new. It is very much a game of, hey, literally every single thing you've ever done in an open-world game is in this type of game in some sort of way, right? Um, you guys know about Samurai? Have you ever heard about them having a code or they're honorable? Well, guess what? A lot of that in this game. Could have told oh. you, right? Yeah. Right um I was kind of hoping now that I put more hours into it I was kind of hoping this game would wouldn't be very surface level samurai shit mm-hmm. and th- for the most part that's what it is and that's not a bad thing again this is a very this is a very blockbuster attempt at making a samurai game where um he, he's the ghost of Tsushima. the first 5 minutes of the game spoilers like your town is killed by a bunch of mongolians that's why you're the ghost of Tsushima. you're the last of the samurai mm-hmm. so um, it's a pretty cool opening, and it's very bombastic. And then you do traditional open world stuff, and it looks beautiful. The game is gorgeous. Uh, the, the combat's very Arkham Asylum esque, but with a little more um, samurai flair. The gameplay is everything. The gameplay is great. Uh, it looks great. There's no real problems I'm having except for it's just like it's not trying to do anything new, which isn't bad. But when this game came out and comes out in 2020, and it's doing a lot, a lot of the same stuff that I was doing in Assassin's Creed two years ago, mm-hmm. it's just like that's kind of a shame. But again, um, you don't get a lot of great samurai games. And again, um, this may be me sounding negative, but it's just, I was kind of hoping for something a little more in depth, which uh, which again, it's summer, a summer blockbuster samurai game is not something uh, to hate at. So it's still a lot of fun. Now that my expectations are lowered, I'm having a really good time. The voice acting is tremendous. Um, I didn't do the Kurosawa mode because the game is full of color and it's super beautiful. And hey, uh, people who don't know anything about Kurosawa, he also made colored movies. He has a lot of beautiful, beautiful <laughs> colored movies. A lot of people seem to only oh, think he made black and white movies. Guess what? Uh, he, he makes a lot of movies. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that game's really, really cool. Um, so if sure you're-
2: see the review did you see the review of that it's just like it's just like the lone Rangers. like where do you think the lone ranger came yeah, from buddy? yeah yeah um, <laughs> where do these
1: inspirations come from my guys um, it's like yeah,
0: oh but- this is just like magnificent seven i was like where do you think they got the idea for a magnificent seven it's called yeah. seven
1: samurai yeah um first, did first yeah um that being said like uh the game is it is stunning and the attention to detail is really great and um and like i really think that the main character is pretty cool and like There's just something about, you know, a last of your kind, you know, samurai trying to get revenge on the people who killed you. Kind of like what you're doing in The Last of Us as well. Crazy that both of these Sony games are all about revenge and murder, but whatever. Um, So that game's pretty cool. Um, I'll pause my video game talk to talk about the comics I read this week. Five X-Men books came out this week, you guys. All five of them are good. Woo, baby! Hot I think dog. I picked up.
2: I think I ended up picking. I just added Hellions to my poll.
1: Hellions is so cool. It's, that's that's like if I had to give a super lame description, that is basically the Suicide Squad of the Marvel of, of the X yeah. Men. But it is so much more in depth than that. It is about what do you do with people who are irredeemable, who their mutation makes them killers and monsters. What do you do with those people? And it is super fascinating and fun. I think that book is Hellions fun, hella fun. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I, I think
1: I, I think I picked up four of the five, honestly. Yeah, you like, just picked up. Pick? The Empire one, right? No, I didn't pick up the Empire one, no. Yeah, that is that is still, like, cool book, but, like, it's tied to an event, so you don't, it's not necessary. Yeah.
2: I, I looked at it for a good long while and I was just like, I mean, I'm reading the X-Men and it's Jonathan Hickman's. Yeah. And, like, I could, but I decided against it because um, I got too many X-Men books on my pull list.
1: Oh, hey, man, it's fair. And it is, again, like, a tie-in book, so, like, it's not uh, uh, I say it's not it's not tied into the regular book, but it kind of is because, like, characters who haven't showed up in, like, five issues show up in this issue. So, mm-hmm. like, it's your give and take with the tie-in book whatever you're gonna do you know yeah. um did you read any other comics ben or brandon or you didn't go this week right, right I, ben? I, I
0: didn't i didn't go because i mean i still don't know what my tests are for coronavirus yet yeah. and i didn't want to go out infecting because so i didn't go out to the store and buy any comic books which sucks um but no i the only book i read the only wear your I mask really, yeah definitely that uh the only book i really read was the for the book club this week yeah.
2: Yeah, same. I didn't. Re- I'm a
0: little behind on my comics. I got. I'm, I'm very on- behind on my comics. I have the stack here that's been growing for about a few oh, weeks, no, and I did get no. back in.
2: Sorry, I did read Hellion's one, which made me decide to put it on my poll list. Cool. Uh, which I really liked. I like that book a whole yeah. lot.
1: And again, like that's one of those books where, um, um, like, I even even though you guys like know X Men characters, like, like Brandon, I'm sure you don't know like any of those characters, except for, like, Psylocke, right? But when you have a good no, writer, no, I know Sinister. Sinister, excuse me, but you know, like, like a Nanny and Orphan Maker, like those guys. Yeah. Like like those obscure characters, like it just takes a good writer and a good plot to make any character interesting. And yeah. That's why I love picking up books like this. And especially this book is doing critically well and financially well. And it's a book called Hellenes featuring Orphan Maker and Nanny. Like what are the craziest stupid X-Men characters that, that are now relevant? I'm like, man, comics are great sometimes. Yeah. Um, speaking of comics, I read a bunch of The Empire tie-ins because a lot of those are finally out. And um, I was... Kind of lukewarm on that first issue. I thought it was good, but now that all this stuff has started to come out, I'm definitely much more into it. That Emperor Haukling book by Chips Adarski is a revelation, you guys. It is so sweet and so awesome. It is it is super great of Marvel because we were just talking about this with the Pride, right? Having openly gay yeah. characters, they don't do that in the big two very much, or they do, but they're not as prevalent. Empire is about the main main character of Haukling, who is an openly gay character. He's he's in a he's he's that he is uh, engaged to to Wiccan. And this entire s- series of books is all about this this openly gay character and his his fight with his humanity and his destiny to be the leader of of space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really really sweet. And man, that sh- that Zadarski book is is really really great. That introduces you to this character if you don't know him, but also uh, lays the foundation for the whole event. Um, I think you can read that single issue uh, without any other stuff and just get a really cool book about this character. Um, I- I'm full in on this Empire event. I'm so excited that Al Ewing is like doing the stuff I love in events. And I made a tweet about it. Like, he brings in old-ass characters that nobody cares about and makes them cool and fun. Uh, the Super Scroll clerk, who was, like, one of the first scrolls to show up from, like, the 60s Fantastic Four stuff. Like, he's a major character in this. And that is so cool to see these old-ass characters come back.
2: Well, we, we talked about it when um, Convergence dropped. Mm-hmm. If you remember the Convergence event. Um, when it dropped, it had the JSA, the new JSA. And one of the big major criticisms of that book that I heard at the store when because I was working at the store when it was coming out and that my manager talked about events shine by being about like the justice league or the avengers and then bringing in the side characters that don't have a book that you haven't seen in a while yeah you know like grifter or to use an, another character star girl or thing you yeah. know characters you're not seeing and in the case of um in the case of empire you know the
1: scrolls and the you know, swords like- swordsman who is a 70s and 80s avengers ally uh yeah. the- The main villain Quoti, who is who is part of this like ex Scroll villain group, who was like the main villain of this book, he was like the Avengers like little boy like war, like he was like this little like like Scroll kid who was like they're like hey it's me I'm a cool kid now he's the big villain and it's like. It's just I love when when comics have time because it's only this is only something that time can give you. If you mm-hmm. have decades to let this character grow and build into something else, so it's like, hey, I was like your little kid friend, and now I'm I'm the bad guy. Sorry. Yeah, and that's
2: that's, awesome. that's that's a sign of such a, of a good event is if they do something like that. All the best, all the best DC events did. That's why Convergence is shit. It's one of the reasons why Convergence is shit. It's,
1: wasn't it just like Brainiac? was it like it was, was, just it Bra- was no, it was Brainiac it was, was Telos.
0: To
2: It was Talos. Right? Yeah. It was Talos. Who is the who is Brainiac's sidekick or whatever? Right, okay,
0: whatever. I remember I, I, there I, were a few good issues of convergence, but that's because it was like Italians were great. Yeah, Italians like were Kingdom comes Superman with uh, Metropolis Kid Super, Superboy Lois and, and Clark, Harley, Harley Lois, Quint, and... Lois and Clark, John Kick comes from that event. Uh, Harley mm-hmm. fought Captain Carrot,
3: mm-hmm.
0: like those, those oh, things were really um, cool. Nightwing, uh, it was night, uh, there was one where, um, it was Nightwing and uh, Oracle. Barba, yeah. uh, Barbara Gore was still stuck yeah. in the wheelchair and another one where it was 70s Nightwing where he was staying Starfire.
2: There was uh there was one um we're just naming convergence events now. Um <laughs> convergence we're times we're Greg naming Rocket, the good ones. Greg Ruckett came back to write him Ren Ham question. <laughs> yeah, man. Those are those events are those those times are awesome. Those, those are, are the good ones. <laughs> that it takes
1: like a multiverse tie-in to get back characters we love. That <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. God.
2: That was the whole thing, like Stephanie Brown's back. Uh, back. Uh, Toy toys back. It's like, Wally West was back. Wally West had two tie-ins.
1: Oh yeah, that was pre all that shit too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Conversion sucks. Yeah, I've <laughs> looped back around. Conversion sucks.
1: <laughs> all right. So, uh, comics are cool. Now yeah. let's talk about The Last of Us just for a little quick. So, I'm gonna spoil The Last of Us one, uh, because that is a seven year old game. So I'm not worried about spoiling it for you guys because no. you guys would have played it by now. So. Last of Us one is is legitimately one of the greatest games of all time. I know it sparks and eyes one of our favorite games. Um, it did something much like, much like we were talking about Neon Genesis Evangelion. It is something that like that moves the the genre forward. Because um, video games have had great stories. It's not that there hasn't been good stories, but there's something about the Last of Us that just brings a certain realism in the way that they captured the most the the, te- the the people with motion capture. It just feels so much more real than any other game. I've ever played. And the ending, I'm gonna tell you about the ending because the ending is basically the entirety of The Last of Us 2 is about the ending of The Last of Us 1, which is where my biggest problems come from. So the end of The Last of Us 1, you know the girl Ellie, it's Joel mm-hmm. and Ellie. Ellie is immune to the infection that's, that's that's around the world. It is the post-apocalypse shit's bad. Um, your mission as, with Joel is to bring Ellie across the United States to the scientists who might be able to develop a cure, right? Joel, so you play 12 hours of this beautiful game, you know, ups and downs, you meet characters, they die, blah, 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 uh, Walking Dead type stuff, but way better. You get to the end of the game, you give Ellie to the scientists. The scientists say, Joel, um, we cannot develop a cure without killing Ellie. We have to remove her, like her brain to get the, the, the sweet, pure juices that are deep in her brain and spine. And Joel says no. And Joel kills everyone in the hospital, all these beautifully, nice, wonderful people to save Ellie and he escapes with Ellie. Ellie wakes up and Joel lies to her. He says, Ellie, the tests were were non-conclusive. Apparently there's a lot more immune people. This was all kind of for nothing, but I'm glad me and you made it out of here, kid. I love you. And she's like, are you lying to me? And he's like, no. And she's like, okay. And then, that's the end of the game. She says, yeah. okay, and it fades to black. And it's ambiguous, and it is heartbreaking because you don't know if she believes it or not. And you just went on this amazing journey with this your new daughter figure, and you become the monster of the game. You are the bad guy of the game. Um, and it's like, just thinking about it is making me emotional because it's so good. And what makes me so mad about The Last of Us 2 is the entire the last 10 minutes of The Last of Us 1 is the la- next 30 hours of this game. I played i 'm up to like fifteen hours in the last of us two. The first one is twelve hours long. This game yeah. is about thirty hours long that's just that's already too much story. There is too much story for me to care about what's going on because yeah. um not not spoilers for this for the game, but you play as multiple characters um and it, it, you play as one of the antagonists of the game, one of the, ba- one of the bad guys. But as I talked about last week, you learn that maybe they're not actually the bad guy that you think they are. You know, it's all about learning the morality of other characters so you don't feel bad. and Or, or you do feel bad when you kill them and stuff, right? Yeah. The problem is I have been playing this game for so long, way longer than that first game. And the brutality of the characters is way beyond anything from that first game. And I don't know what the message of this game is anymore. I don't know... It, it feels like it's just man violence is bad huh because that was not what the first game was it was telling you a story of like what people do for their loved ones and i guess that's what this one is but it's just like hey people are bad when they're mad right and i'm just i don't feel lessons are being learned like the first game is i again like i am way past the length of this first game and now i'm only at the second act and apparently there's like three acts and i'm like I don't know if i want to play this anymore that's why I started playing Ghost of Tsushima, Tsushima because this game still has all of the super impactful deaths, all the really great, it's so well acted. Like if this game doesn't win like, you know, video game Oscars or whatever, it's a shame because it's truly, it is beautiful. The problem is there's so much brutality and violence and, and unnecessary violence that like, it's not giving me a message that, it's tr- that it wants to. And when I look into the making of this game and, and the ideas behind the creators and the stuff that the, his personal beliefs... It paints a really gross image of the game because he has some very kind of not great, not great stuff um, about his personal life. He grew up, he grew up in Israel and like the stuff between uh, Palestine and Israel is a huge conflict for his personal life. And it brings that into this game in ways that I don't think help the game at all, because this is an entirely about a game of trying to trying to moralize bad people and you have you know, Ellie, and then you have this other character, but then you have this entire third group of bad guys who never get fleshed upon, they're just there to get killed and to be evil. When the whole point of this game is to make me feel for the characters, when there's an entire group of people who are just bad people. When the whole point of these games is not everyone's bad. So I'm so conflicted, and, and the, game, the, I, the gameplay is so good, and that's what makes me so mad, because the gameplay is the best it's ever been. The stealth is so good. And I'm just like, man, uh, I'm just kind of done with the story. I'm kind of just, I'm kind of just burnt out. Like mm-hmm. how many more people have to die just because, wow, I'm mad about this, huh? Um, and I've heard it gets better near the end, but I'm just like, I just don't know if I want to play 18 more hours of this.
3: Right.
1: Um, so that's just, I'm just glad I got to say that to you guys. Um, I still oh, think it's a, it's a beautiful game. Um, there are a lot of really, really beautiful moments in between all the violence that like, it's very clear. It's, uh, it's almost maddening how much they want you to sympathize with this antagonist character, right? And, and, and the more I play as this character, the more I do sympathize with her. But then again, like, you're doing something to the main character, Ellie, where I'm like, okay, I don't like this character anymore. So I'm like, are you going to now have a third game that recontextualizes all of Ellie this? Because mm. it's just like, I, you guys are, the first game is so smart. And then this one, it's like, maybe, oh, maybe you weren't as smart as you thought you were. Um, and that bums me out because this game's getting a lot of straight tens because oh it's perfect it's beautiful and I'm like you guys don't even you're, there's no criticism there is there huh
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a uh, I've seen it's been very divisive with the video game fandom
1: yeah uh like like the gameplay honestly is like a 10 and like the acting is like a 10 but like the story choices and the things you're making me do like it's a game it's it's a game that doesn't it doesn't give you choice in the violence and I guess you're trying to tell me a story of violence and I get that but you know after the the millionth guy that I butcher, I don't feel for this character anymore. I don't okay. I don't have the same sympathy I did in that first game where it's not as it's not as brutal. And like maybe maybe I'm just a, a, a you know uh, a, like a baby boy or something but like I I'm kind of I don't know if I'll finish it and that bums me the hell out cuz I want to yeah. see what happens to those characters but right now I don't want I don't really care what happens to them cuz they're both uh terrible. They're both terrible. Yeah. So that's that's uh, my week. I'll definitely play a lot more Tsushima this week because um, that game is at least fun and uh, you chase foxes around and you can pet foxes and that was, that was so cute, that's cute, I like it exactly what you needed after Last of Us yes, yeah, so yeah, I'm kind of actually glad if anything, that Ghost of Tsushima isn't as deep as it is, because uh, <laughs> like it is nice to just have like some popcorn, I love popcorn
0: uh, Ben, do you want to go next? yeah, I'll go next so, back in April for Fanny's birthday her friends got her a little gem of a game called Ammo Crossing New Horizons
3: yeah
0: i somewhat dabbled in it here and there not really paying much attention i was i was busy playing fire emblem or Tri wait or other games so i can get ready for trials of mana and i want to say this week and especially this week is where i have actually been up every day taking my switch and playing uh animal crossing new horizons for at least two hours a day just going around my island Getting bells, paying off my loan, and getting a brand spec new loan to expand my house, customizing, catching bugs, catching fish, just having a wholesome good time. And
2: there's a joke in Community that reminds <laughs> me of when they come, when Troy and Abed come back from from their second summer at Community College. They're just like, "Hey, Troy and guys, is a new game. Yeah, you get you, you fish, you build a family, you build a house, you have a child, and it sounds a, it's a lot more fun than I'm making it
1: sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But well, yeah, Animal Crossing New Horizons really is, it's, I feel like it's definitely the game court. It's like the game quarantine team needed because people just, they're having fun. They're having fun. I I, I know at first, cause at, at first glance, when I first saw Animal Crossing, I was like, oh, you just do stuff around the house. So you decorate, you do all these things. Hell and now, yeah. no, and not only that, because at first I'm like, well, if people like it, that's good. You should enjoy the games you like. And I'm like, I don't think I'll ever get into it. So I started playing it because I'm like, what else am I going to do? And then, as I started getting into it, started playing it, and paying off my home loans and decorating my house, I'm like, no, this is actually really freaking fun. It's um, the it's the paying
2: off your home loans. That's that's what gets. I me. think
1: that's the part that like just like it's like the dream adult. It's like the dream like fantasy anime life, basically. Like yeah. <laughs> you and a bunch of cute animal people just hanging out on an island, yeah. like building stuff.
0: Yeah, well, not only that, because I because Fanny's house, she has like the biggest house you can get. Her all of her loans are paid off, and she's just go around just doing stuff. And I'm looking at her beautifully decorated house. So I'm like, I want that. So I start working on mine. And now I'm like begging Fanny to give me some because uh, I'm trying to build my kitchen in my Amble Crossing house. And I have hardly anything in my kitchen. And she's giving me stuff that she doesn't need anymore because she already has it all.
1: Yeah. Now yeah. that um, now that has been updated, and there's like swimming. There's oh even, yeah, you like, can swim down, shit. Like oh, you can. I need to I need to pop back in because it's been a long time. You can so have my, catch... my whole X-Men room, which just does yeah. like a dozen posters that I made. Oh, Invite man. me to your island, Ryan. I want to see it. I will. I just got to I, I just got to play the switch. It's been a long time. Uh, well, I got so it's... many murder simulators to play, Ben. Play it tonight. <laughs> just let, get, shoot me a text. Let me know where your friend code is. I'll hop
0: on over and see your X-Men room. Oh, man. Whoever is the
2: one person in the in the stream, uh, give Ben your your code. Maybe he wants to go to your house too. <laughs> if you
0: want to play, if you play Animal Crossing New Horizons on the Nintendo Switch, because I've been giving like my friend Inga, who I did the uh, Adult Talk Anime Plus podcast that actually dropped this week. Link I gave
2: her, by the way, link in the yeah, description.
0: I gave her my friend code, but of course, every time I'm playing it, she's not on. Every time she's playing it, I'm not on.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's that. Yeah. So besides Animal Crossing, I've also been going through my second playthrough of Trials of Mana. A uh, new game plus, my characters are just super overpowered now. and anyone who tries to come and fight me is like dead in three hits. It's it's fun. It's fun. uh, well, it's it is fun. It's a fun RPG. It's, it is, uh, it this way I'm able to progress through the game quicker. Welcome to life of Animal Crossing. That's right, Mag. That it is. Welcome to Animal Crossing. So for Charles Mana, I'm able to progress through the game a lot quicker. So instead of it being a 30 hour experience, it's more like a 20 so a 25 hour experience since I beat all the stuff. Experience. Well, at least if you just want to just play all through the whole story. Well, you have to play through the whole story. There's no side quests. But also, this weekend also marks the one-year anniversary of one of my favorite games of all time that I actually got back into last night. Now, I'm probably going to keep playing for the foreseeable future. Fire Emblem. Exactly. Fire Emblem Three Houses had its one-year anniversary. Um, I watched uh, a friend of the show, Ben Lepley, him the voice of Ignatz and Leone, they were doing a thing on Twitch earlier today, because this whole weekend, Fire Album voice actors, because that's a huge cast, so they've been taking turns on Twitch and their personal Instagrams, signing autographs and sending them out to fans. That's awesome. Since the only time I was able to meet them was at the only convention I attended this year, which was m and Pulse, back in January.
1: Wow. Oh, and now,
0: boy. best con we, in 2020, we go, guys!
1: We Did we go to a con this year? No? No.
0: no. We were supposed to go to WonderCon, but
1: Oh yeah, I bought a ticket to something. That's yeah, I right. did. God. LA
2: Com- LA Comic Con, by the way, they didn't put it in the news, but LA Comic Con bailed out of October.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be December now. Like we're gonna do that? No way, not. <laughs> oh, is it December now? Because originally it
0: was in September? English- yeah, it's December. Yeah.
1: It's oh just- wow. Definitely,
0: Christmas Con. <laughs> oh god, that's gonna be horrible. <laughs> what are they thinking?
1: People aren't going to want to travel
2: for the families are going to want to go to LA Comic Con. I definitely
1: think every artist and like creative person that I love is going to want to spend their Christmas at a nasty Comic Con Corona people.
0: Depends on what depends on how things are, but of course that's during December, when the biggest flu seasons of the year. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. So anyway. yeah. Besides video games, uh, Fanny and I we watched some old '90s classics. Uh, the first one being Jim Carrey's The Mask. That's classic. Ooh, baby. I love that movie. Yeah, we rewatched we that one for the first time. And I actually did not know that was Cameron Diaz's first ever feature-length film. Yep. Mm-hmm. I had... That was... Uh... God, that movie's so great. Yeah, that's happened to me another time where
2: um, I was watching a movie and it said, and introducing so-and-so. I was like, really? Yeah. This?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm like, Wayne, because I'm trying to see your name in the opening credits, so I'm like, where the heck is Cameron Diaz's name? And then it says, and introducing Cameron Diaz, I'm like... Oh shit! This is her first movie. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. My uh, my parents watched that movie a lot when I was. I remember watching it when I was very young. I remember looking at Cameron Diaz going like, oh, "An angel, wow!" <laughs> so I, an think angel. I, I think I was the exact same way too, Ryan. Oh man, that movie still holds up so well. And then they made a sequel movie with Jamie. We don't talk eight. about that. I can't. I nope. oh. Boy, howdy! We don't talk about that. Christopher Cantwell, the writer of Doctor Doom and Iron Man, is writing the current Mask series, and apparently it's pretty good.
2: Huh. Yeah, he uh, uh, the only the only I like Ace Ventura too. I do
1: too. i has yeah. been a little cool. I watched it, but like, yo, man, Shakaka and like the Rhino.
3: Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I yeah,
1: I like the movie. It's like, ah,
3: ah, ah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So it, I, actually, I, I actually I I not to hold up, but I'm not gonna watch it ever again, so it stays like that. Okay. <laughs>
0: All right, so after the mask, I was. I've been itching to watch my favorite one of my favorite films of all time, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So, once we were done watching the map, because the mask was up on Hulu, so right after we were done, this is at one o'clock in the morning, I switch over to Disney Plus. I'm like, I'm watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and we're watching the whole god that movie
1: still holds up. That movie is excellent. Um, you, I don't know if you've ever seen the making of that movie, uh, it's insane. The shit that I saw, of that stuff work.
0: All right, so quick, quick little side note um before the whole coronavirus thing hit the fan fan and i went to the bowers museum over at in in um santa Ana, california where they had the disney archives exhibit Mm -hmm. and one of the things on the archives exhibit they had they had the stand-in for roger rabbit that they used during the movie and clips of the show of the disney plus show prop culture playing so of course i when we got home we see we see a few episodes of the show and one of the episodes being who framed roger rabbit and they and their clips of behind the scenes on like the the famous Benny scene when he's driving when Benny when um, Eddie Roger and Benny the Cab are driving through the streets of L.A. Real quickly, Mag says nobody even talks about Mask
2: TAS or Ace Ventura TAS. You're right because I didn't. Right. Was...
1: I didn't know one of those existed. I knew the the Mask one. I did not know an Ace Ventura animated oh, show. I, there oh, was an
0: Ace Ventura one too, I remember I remember seeing a few episodes of that. You're right. Yeah, there was a that, mummy. There was a mummy animated series based on that. The I did not know. Film. It's not bad. It's not bad.
2: I'll put it that way. <laughs> because it's it's set it's set kind of after return, uh, Mummy returns because it's got the kid. Okay. But for some reason he still has the gauntlet.
1: That's okay.
0: <laughs> and then Emotep shows up and it's about them fighting other. It's not bad. It's a good kid okay. show. All right. But but after watching like that episode of Prop Culture, I can now see like the the scene where Roger goes to Eddie's apartment and they're handcuffed together. Like you can see the handcuffs in a straight line. Yeah. Like they're not moved, they're like they're not like, like
1: they're like flimsy. um, like, like hairsprayed or something, like yeah, like,
0: yeah. But even what, even though I could kind of see like the like the the chinks in the armor, so to say, like oh, there's the wire, or there's whatever, like so, it doesn't spoil the film for me, no, because you it's in just the, it's, in the, it's part of the charm, it is because you have an actor talking to an inanimate object whose voice actor was on the set in a Roger costume in the back. Doing mm-hmm. his line so Ed, so Bob Hoskins wrist his soul, could react to it, and that film is still just so awesome,
1: and, and I can never get bored watching it. It's still right, one of my Be favorite Bob films. Huskins. Yeah, that movie, yeah awesome. that movie holds up so good, and like even if you can see some some of the rough edges, that movie was made like what, over thirty years ago. Like it is so impressive. It was, man. It came out in the eighties or in the nineties. Yeah. It is yeah. it's a technological marvel. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So and cool. also, it's a period piece, film noir, nineteen forty-seven Hollywood, and you can. And being an adult, I could finally get all the jokes and everything. It's like, isn't it, like the only time that like two characters show up together for something or something? It was the like, only it's time funny and Mickey Mouse are on screen together. Right. Mm-hmm. And fun fact: all the Water Brothers characters and all the Disney characters share the exact same amount of Mouse screen time. Yep, that's that was awesome. part of the contract. It had, had to be. And unfortunately, we'll never gonna get that ever again. But still yeah. weird seeing a Bugs Bunny and Tweety Bird and Yosemite Sam on Disney Plus. Yeah. That's Even that's though cool. technically, because when the movie came out, it was Touchstone, and Touchstone is owned by Disney. So technically, it's a Disney endeavor. But at the same time, you also Daffy and Donald Duck, the scene of the Ink and Paint Club. Uh, oh, like, like, oh. That, like,
1: ding. ding, ding, ding. are yeah,
2: doing the pianos thing. Yeah. Max says,
1: 1989 was Who Framed Roger. Oh, okay. and, and Batman, what a year for movies. Man. I
0: but yeah, uh, I, can't, I can't talk enough about Who Framed Roger Rabbit. so I'm going to stop right there. Excellent movie. I, I, got, I, saw, I saw, go ahead.
1: Sorry, are you going to go into your week? Because I forgot something I did.
0: No, go ahead.
1: Okay, uh, I watched the movie for the uh, uh, Downright Annoyed uh, Movie Club, but we skipped this week because of lots of uh, scheduling things. Um, I watched a movie called The Ritual, which is a 2017 uh, I believe it's a Netflix original horror movie. Um, pretty good. It's a pretty good slow burn. Like, um, it's exactly Midsummer, but it takes place in the dark. Um, so uh, it's not as good as Midsummer, but if you want another, like, people get lost in like Norway and creepy shit happens, uh, I will say uh, against Midsummer, it does have some super dope, super dope uh, Nordic uh, mythology monster stuff. So if you're interested in a super cool uh, monster, like a Nordic monster myth uh, movie, it, I check it out. It's super dope.
2: Okay. Yeah. Nice. So a ritual. Now you guys can have 10 people on a, on a StreamYard, so maybe I'll watch it with we'll pop in. For free? We can do 10 oh. for free? Yeah. Oh. Thank you, StreamYard. Uh, not like we need it. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben, do you have
0: anything else? Uh, besides that, um, uh, my fan fanning is one of our favorite animes came back. Season 5 of uh, um, Shokugeki no Soma, which translated to English is oh, Food. You. Thank you. It's Food oh, Wars. You. It's Food Wars. Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Food Wars came back and we're, we're even, we've just been waiting. We've been watching that
1: week to week. So we're just waiting for the next episode to come out. It's one of our favorites. I also watched one episode of Joe Dre's Bizarre Adventure. That show continues to be farking wild, guys. <laughs> I love it. I like that farkin'. Well, I, I almost effed it, but then I was like, not this time.
2: Yeah, um, Shall Shall I? Yeah. Cool. Um, okay, so uh, I watched the. I did a couple of things, and I'm uh, I'm not going to talk about a a lot of them in a lot of detail, uh, but I watched the the table read for Scott Pilgrim.
1: Oh, nice. uh, I guess I forget everything I did. I also did that.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's uh, most of the cast. I was actually really impressed with how many people they got back. Um, I think the only significant name is that Brie Larson didn't come back. Yeah. Um, Oh, Chris Evans came
1: back?
3: Chris (laughs) Evans came
2: back.
1: Dude, Chris Evans is like the sweetest dude ever. Yeah.
2: Oh. Brandon, Chris, Chris Evans didn't even stay through the whole thing though, but uh, uh, Brandon Roth did. Oh yeah. wow!
1: He's also dressed up as Todd, which is beautiful. Really yeah. cool. Oh, that's great.
2: Yeah. So that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, kind of reminded me like, oh, I really love that movie. Um, that that was a that was pretty that was pretty great. It was it, I like these kind of table reads where where we get to see like the community one. These guys backed in these roles that we haven't seen them in before. Yeah, had
1: that one that's really great.
2: Yeah. Um, I started watching Primal. The Andy oh, Gen- oh. Gen- Tartakovsky series. What is that on? It's on HBO max. Okay. And probably adultswim.com, which is probably free. Um, but if you have HBO max, it is all there. It's about six episodes. I've only seen three of them. Um, so far the show is excellent. Uh, the, the Tartakovsky animation is gorgeous. The 2d animation is, is to die for it's completely clear and easy to understand, even though there's no dialogue. That's, that's awesome. I want no dialogue. Just give me yeah. dinosaur kills. Just give me grunts. It, it, I want it, grunts. It's oh. a lot of yelling. And basically, there is sound. It's just that he can't speak English. Yeah. Um, so there, there's a lot of yelling. The, the, dinosaur. the first episode is actually heartbreaking. And you get really... From the first episode, you know how brutal the show is going to be. And it is brutal. Um, like, take Samurai Jack season 5. Turn that up. That's primal um so i i uh so i wasn't quite prepared but you get prepared pretty quick um it's heartbreaking i really love it i think it's a great great show in the take check that one out i'll talk more about when it's over probably and then i started i started i only listened to the first two episodes of blockbuster podcast um they just dropped their second season their first season i listened to back when it came out it was george lucas and steven spielberg they're called the first ever biopod instead of biopic biopod um and if you haven't heard about it and i I said that when i finished season one that show is excellent uh highly recommend the production value of that series is great they dramatize and make you empathize with these characters this season is james cameron and he and how he became uh his trajectory to being a blockbuster director much like the last one was george lucas to spielberg um this season, they have more money, and it's clear because the production value is a lot better. Um, for example, they got Ralph Marquand to play the lead. They got a real actor, guy from Walking Dead. He was Red Skull in Infinity Ross. War and Endgame. Ross. Ross, Ross Marquand. Um, he's, in a, he's Jim Cameron. Like, it's crazy that they oh. were like.
1: Oh, I, now I was like. This that sounds like like a, I thought you were just describing this like a documentary, but like in podcast from Like oh, that's been done before. But oh, Jim, oh, that's cool. This is so yeah. cool. Okay, I didn't know that's yeah. what that was. Okay. No, Yeah, it's a, it's it's like a biopic. Yeah, it's it's um, it's like a it's a uh, fictional story, but it's like a yeah. No, I, yeah. that's cool. Okay. Um,
2: in fact, the George Lucas, Steven Spielberg one. Uh, to this day, sorry, there's some motorcycles passing I by. Don't we don't hear it. Cool. Um, the uh. The Steven Spielberg and George Lucas one kind of like opened my eyes. Like if you ever do a biopic about, about one or the other, you can't, it has to be both of them. Yeah. Their histories are intertwined and this is how you do it. You well, take I, the audio, you turn it live action.
1: I know what I'm going to be listening to at work now. That's yeah, cool.
2: Really like it. There's a lot of great insight in season two. The first season is just as good. Worth your time. Want to hear how Jim Cameron's kind of a dick. Listen to a <laughs> podcast. I don't need to listen to a podcast to know that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, highly recommend. Um, I did watch I watched an episode of Star Trek Voyager I wanted to highlight. I don't, I don't know if you guys saw my tweets about it this morning um, but I, I lost sleep thinking about this episode because it was so bad.
1: Oh, I was like, oh, it's so good. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it is so horrendously bad. It's written by Brian Fuller and I was shocked.
1: Vo- you said this is Voyager, right? This is Voyager. This was 20 years ago? Yeah. Okay. So this
2: is 1998 the episode came out and I'm fully willing to give it the, it's aged badly. Um, but even at the time, it it, 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 was, it was meant to be bad. It, basically, the plot is that seven of nine, who's a, who a Borg, now a human, she has a traumatic memory that's repressed and it's new and it was repressed by technology. And okay. she's agitated towards this new guy, this new guy, this guy named, named, named Corvin. and he's agitated toward him for apparently no reason. She doesn't remember, but the doctor helps her remember, and he violated her, not sexually. However, the allegory is there. Uh, but they, she even said he vi- he violated me. So right there, I'm like, oh, this is a rape allegory. This is what they're this is what they're doing. Cool. Uh, you know, I love it when Star Trek does things like this. By the end of the episode, sorry, not even going to be there. The doctor says, "Hey, this happened. Seven to Nine was violated." and seven's like this happened. I remember it. I am angry. Whatever. Um Jane was like, "Well, we need proof." And I'm like, "Okay, so the episode is going to be about them discovering proof and this good. Look, Star Trek always has a happy ending. The guy ends up killing himself because he was because he was accused on accident and they blame 709 and it is inconclusive whether or not she was violated or not. Uh... Uh, the episode not only. let's take away real quickly i want to take away the social commentary that's awful i want to talk about the fact that the story has no resolution it has never explained why seven and nine has has this trauma it has never explained why seven whether or not seven and nine did this it is only presented as in this guy was accused so he killed himself seven and nine ruined his
1: life do you know if brian fuller has written a lot of voyager
2: yeah, he was he was a heavy writer from the here on out.
1: Okay, so this isn't like a one and done. Like we have to, we have this is a bad story. We need to fix. He was fully okay. Actually, yeah. just bad, just bad. Okay, uh,
2: yeah. that sounds. And awful. then, and then, because Star Trek uh, at the time was was not serialized, uh, so it's was never. Rick could, Berman involved in this, right? <laughs> okay. Um, Brandon Braga, Rick Berman, this that era. it It is never addressed again. And I was reading some behind the scenes, like, yeah, hey, we're really proud about the ambiguity. I'm like, okay, look, you don't resolve your story. <laughs> and then let's take the social con- – let's bring back the, in the social consciousness aspect of it. Uh, you basically just told 709 and women that, hey, be careful who you accuse because you okay. could ruin their lives.
1: What kind of, like – what kind of message does ambiguity about, like like uh, like – a, a violation whether it's mental or physical, like somebody does something terrible to you. What's what's there good about ambiguity in that story? That's not the message you should be sending, Mike. Right. And what? I, I was like, okay, maybe he okay, so now the the Bane bag the main bad
2: guy killed him killed himself. Okay, just like true Star Trek, we're going to find out it was the other guy and he manipulated things and seven of nine has the and move past your trauma and it explains your trauma. Uh nope. None of that. that it's it, so- It perpetuates the idea that we are fighting against now with the Me Too era. The idea that we created this toxic environment for women who feel like they can't come come out because, like, well, what's the proof? Well, if you're sexually assaulted, spoiler alert, there's not always proof.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man. Um, That's such a bummer, too, because, like, Star Trek is supposed to be, like, the bastion of, like, positivity and, like quality and shit but like i know i've talked to you like uh, and like shown you stuff before of like maybe the, the the people who are running star Trek didn't have the the best intentions in mind for their franchise um yeah. this clearly is an episode that shows that yes. um that's a bummer that's a big yeah. old bummer i was <laughs> really i really like
2: voyager i've been really enjoying it i like Seven Nine as a character a lot um catherine janeway is my favorite captain she, she's she's such a wonderful character uh and when she was like yeah we need proof i don't want to whatever. It's just like, I'm ashamed. I am ashamed at that fictional character, Janeway.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, uh, doing, like, uh, watching the few videos I have about, like, that era of Star Trek, I wouldn't be surprised if you could find some interview with some of those casts, probably talking about some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, enough Where I'm like, oh, yeah, a bunch of these dudes writing women definitely know how to write women, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, Deep Space Nine, um, you know, uh, Terry Farrell was abused in a similar way. Uh, and she, she was kind of forced out of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Um, so, yeah, that era of Star Trek wasn't, you know, the behind the scenes stuff wasn't great with um, Yeah, those two. But anyway, it, it really pissed me off and I really wanted to talk about it because I just, I was like, this this show
1: should be better. It, that's like counter Star Trek in like every, it seems like in every single way. Like, how, who how did no one go like, this is a bad idea? Yeah. <laughs> there were even women on the
2: screen, on the team at that time. Yeah, but the big thing I did this week was I finished Adventure Time and I watched Adventure Time Distant Lands so I'm all caught up with Adventure
1: Time and there was actually, are in Distant Lands yeah.
0: there was actually one other show I actually watched to finish this whole week I forgot to mention during my week Fanny and I finished and watched all of Harley Quinn <gasps> yeah that show is fantastic and also I've been talking like Bane for this entire week and it's actually kind
1: of funny Especially fun. when some, especially when something doesn't go away. We're like, I'm gonna blow up this thing. Uh yeah. that <laughs> no joke might be my favorite Bane ever. I think it is.
0: I think it is. like one of my favorite parts is when uh Bane finally stands up to himself in the second episode to Joker. Mm-hmm. He's like, In fact, let's talk about dinner. I ordered the beef one well in advance and you stole it from me. And like everything happens, he's like, I'm gonna blow up this bomb. It's fun. Ahead, Or he's go. like
3: the
2: second season, the second season, trying to find a swivel chair. Uh-huh. Oh God.
1: The two faces is like, it's my two faces. We're the same face. Uh, again, talking about, you know, um, uh, like side characters and shit, like empire and stuff but like Harley Quinn. One of the major characters is Dr. Psycho, a character I know nothing about. And I think that dude is hilarious and so stupid. And so such a fun antagonist. Uh-huh. Like what happens with that character at the end? Uh, with, like, Dark side and shit. It's like, I know. That show takes such a turn that's like, oh, man, this is, like, big and cosmic, but still super personal. Like, great show. Love yeah. it. I, even when I was watching it, I was like, oh, that's from,
0: like, a Batman No Man's Line, like, the earthquake. And even when Joker has, like, a normal life, it's like, oh, that's taken from that Elseworlds story where Batman dies and Joker lives a actual, real, yeah. productive life for once. And then yeah. Batman comes back and messes it all up. But no. Uh, yeah. Everyone in that cast is amazing. I freaking love Harley and Ivy together. And um, God, I hope we get a season three. I really do. That show deserves it. Uh, so yeah,
2: so I did finish Adventure Time. Um, I I remember texting Sparks. I was like, you know, hey, uh, I'm done with season eight. I got two more seasons. You know, what? I think I'm I think we're going gonna, gonna to take my time with them. I finished them in a day.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: love it. That's the last happened. episode is 45 minutes, and it is wild watching a 45-minute Adventure Time episode when you're so used to 11-minute chunks.
3: Yeah,
2: um, that show is incredible. I, I it is my it is one of my favorite shows now. It is at least top five. Um, watching all of that, that show tackles uh, adult themes like accidentally killing someone. Uh, there, that show tackles growing up. There's and there's great representation in that show the animation is fantastic the lore is surprisingly deep and amazing characters are allowed to grow and uh finn's arc of him growing for example we all know ice king's real name we've all heard it
0: i haven't i'm the one person on this podcast who hasn't said who hasn't heard it
2: really interesting i could have sworn that someone
1: what? would have shown you <laughs> huh? oh, Brian. Brian. No, we're fine He's <laughs> just balanced precariously on something. Don't worry. Um, we lost, we lost,
0: Ryan flew away for a second, <laughs> off into space. I thought he was like flipping the thing over because I don't know Ice King's real name. No. <laughs> um,
2: the when 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 Finn finds out about the Ice King in his past, from then on, Finn sees the Ice King as like that as this tragic person and not the monster that he used to, and. <laughs> kind of learning that the show is really about um, changing, seeing people for who they really are and changing your perspective of them. There's a line, there's a line that P- that Prince Bubblegum says was like, people are built different. We don't have to, uh, we don't have to understand it. We just have to accept it. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, I can't believe that happened. And then the, the end of the show was a big news uh, news frenzy, so I'm sure you guys have heard of it at one point, but I won't say what exactly it is. Um, that moment is completely beautiful and earned and wonderful for representation, especially within a kid's show. That show is serialized in a way I did not expect. Uh, that show is deep in a way I did not expect. Uh, surprisingly, when Pendleton Ward leaves the show, it gets better.
1: <laughs> That's funny.
2: Um, but I think that show is wonderful and gorgeous and i'm so sad sparks isn't here to hear it uh, hear me me say it because i would love to geek out with him eventually on it sure i will um and then i watched distant lands which is the hbo max first part it's bemo um sparks is absolutely right there is a shoe drop that could change the entire perspective of that whole short say short it's 45 minutes long it's longer than the average adventure time episode yeah um the uh that show you're kind of like it's a fun BMO show. a fun show and you're and you're enjoying it. And then you're like, oh wait, I was actually being fed some pretty new lore that enhances the story. Um so that was also really great. And it's just kind of nice to have an image time back. I admit it I cried at the at the end of that last episode. Uh it does it did what what I love. It's the trope where it's like, we're gonna sing the sing the theme song while we show you a montage of where all the characters are now. And I'm like,
1: Oh yeah, I love that too. I love yeah. that.
2: I love that. Give me I that. Yeah, um, and you get like little hints of what all the characters are doing. It's beautiful. Oh so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm really happy I finished it after all is, these years. Is Pendleton Ward involved with the HBO stuff? Not directly.
1: Okay. Um, he's he's good. Like I'm not bashing Pendleton Ward, but he does no, no, no. after no, season not four. Not I just mean, this, like, I know he's out doing other things. I don't know if he still is, like, the guy in charge of Adventure Time. You know what I mean? Like, who yeah, is the, that person? Is what I mean,
2: the showrunner, Adam, Adam not yeah. Adam McKay, but Adam Mack or someone like that, he he started running the show at, when Pendleton Ward stepped back up to season four, and he has been since.
1: Okay. I think not for that reason, but I think, like, that's around the same time I stopped watching just for whatever reason. Yeah.
2: Um, I, I hope you go back to it soon, because I would love to talk to you about it. I think it's
1: cosmicness. Oh, well, yeah. Blow you away i know i know and i like i know it's a show that i what i've seen i, I love of it it's just like yeah. uh man i got a lot of things and not a lot of time <laughs> and it, it's 251 episodes like but see they're not like it's not like 251 hour long episodes right. they're 11 minutes so like it's yeah. not as bad but it's still like man that's a chunk that's a chunk yeah.
2: I, I i it was pretty it was pretty like looking at those like all right here we go we am sure i'll take a break but like i blew through it it was wonderful that's great okay. I love it. that's all i got uh move on to bread and butter
1: yep. bees and bees.
2: all right drop theme song here and here's your bread and your butter
1: Isn't Okay, okay not in my ear thank you uh
2: doing oh. some doing some audio editing audio on the fly all right so we do have some bad news up up uh to talk about it first um couple of deaths in the industry john saxon yeah passed away this week at the age of 83 and you know, he was a actor in enter the dragon nightmare on elm street he worked for decades in the industry a wonderfully respected actor
1: yeah i know him yeah um I, those are the two things i know him from is from the, the the nightmare franchise um he's also in in my favorite nightmare movie uh new nightmare where he's playing himself. God, that movie's so cool, guys, because it's it's the actors playing themselves in Hollywood, and Freddy Krueger is a real-life demon who who hunts their dreams. And so Wes it, Craven is in it. And Wes Craven is haunted by the fact that he created Freddy, and all he does now is paint scary Freddy images, because it's haunted by his nightmares. Dope movie. But John Saxon's like, you're crazy, lady! <laughs> I love it.
2: Yeah, that movie, that
1: movie rules. Yeah.
2: Um, same day, Regis Philbin.
1: Oh.
3: Uh,
2: yeah. Question. Regis Philbin died this week, uh, yesterday at the age of 83, 88, due to natural causes. Um, no cause of death was given to John Saxon, but yeah, Regis Philbin was a big hit because he is such a, such a cool dude. He was he, a cool dude.
0: I remember my mom and I back when he was doing live with Regis and Kelly, but when he was still doing that show properly, if we would, I would be watching that a lot with my mom before I would go to school, and of course, when who want, who wants to be a millionaire. Hit the stage, oh yeah! We wanted to be on Millionaire, and I wanted to meet Regis Philbin because I thought he was like one of the coolest dudes ever. He just seemed, he just seemed chill. Did you see this? Did you see the clip that's going around online of him dressing up as Shrek?
1: <laughs> I did. I did not know that existed, and that made me appreciate him so hard because that clip is so funny. That dude just like sipping and I'm like, no one respects me. I don't get it. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. he's like, this was a stupid idea. I thought you'd yeah. like. <laughs> Yeah, he seemed yeah. like a like a cool guy. And he's been doing entertainment mm-hmm. stuff from uh for a long time. Yeah. Um and then uh just today,
2: um Olivia de Havilland passed away this week. Uh she is an Oscar winning actress from Gone with the Wind. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Adventures of Robin Hood. She passed away this week at the age of one hundred and four.
1: Damn. That's causes About, that is a that's a li- actual living legend, right there, yeah. like, yeah, man. Um, I'm not super familiar with her work besides the movies you name, but like, man, congratulations on making it to triple digits. Like anybody, a, anybody can hope for that, right? There's
2: a blooper reel of her doing, uh, of her going around the internet right now. I highly recommend you guys check that out. Yeah. Um, she was a wonderful actress, obviously Gone with the Wind. It's uh, a classic. Um, She's been, she was in the industry for like 80 or 90 years, you know, 104.
1: That's nothing to that scoff at. Kirk Douglas mm-hmm. recently passed away at 104. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't imagine living, like the life that I've lived, and then going to 104. It, it's like, end it early. No way. <laughs> oh <my laughs> yeah. God. No, really- weird.
0: I just I want to make it to 100 so I can just look at my great grandkids and go, you know, 100 years ago is like we know. Grandpa, shut up. <laughs> she 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 lasted from the golden age of Hollywood to
2: the modern age of Hollywood. She did. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: Involved it in all the wars too. Oops, that sucks. Jeez.
2: <laughs> all right. I hope my dad makes it to 104. 86 now.
1: Plenty of time. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay.
2: All right. Um, then uh, my category for this is 2020 or the 2020 is bust because tons of movies just bailed out. Um, the biggest one was Tenet, though. Tenet decided we're not going to push it back two weeks. We're just going to remove it from this release late.
1: I, I I just like to imagine... I'm sure Chris Nolan's a really nice guy, but there's sure. just the funny, just the funny t- like Twitter idea of who Chris Nolan is, and he's just he's so obsessed with movies he doesn't care about the coronavirus. So there's a part <laughs> of me is like, oh, they want the movie to not come out? It's never coming out, and I'm just like, no, just it's a pandemic. And he's like, no, it's canceled. It's over. I'm destroying the prince. I'm like, Chris, no. <laughs> I think that's really funny.
2: It burns down my job because that's where we printed it. He turns
0: Warner Brothers to the ground. Never again. No movies. No movie is making ever is being made ever again because oh. I could put Tenet out. Only made on the phone.
2: Someone someone at Warner Brothers, whatever happened, someone at Warner Brothers finally got through to him and be like, dude, move it.
1: His wife like slapped him, like, Chris, stop it. And he's like, No, I know.
2: <laughs> I went too I, far.
1: Yeah. It's I,
0: I want like to, to think the, of Chris. I like to think of Chris. I honestly, I guess, my imagination isn't as large as your guys' because I think he was like, he's like, okay, maybe it'll get better, maybe it'll get better. Chris, have you
1: seen them? The thing in the United States. <sighs> Damn it! Fine, take it out. And what sucks is it is our fault because a lot of other countries are opening up because they're just fine. Uh huh.
2: New Zealand, looking uh, uh, at you? Hey guys, you need a mask. Mag, do you want a mask? Uh, buy it at uh, link in the description. Anyway,
1: um, there you go.
2: <laughs> the other big movie that was just taken off the release date and for the year was mulan disney's mulan yeah this this one hurt that was that is this is a movie that requires the international audience yeah um so i'm sure disney is looking at a way of maybe releasing it internationally and then distribute and then uh coming back here i
3: see
1: a lot of i don't know if i call them babies but people are like you cannot release movies everywhere else and then not release them in america we're gonna get spoiled and that's not fair to us and i'm like Maybe if you put on a mask, that's wouldn't have been a problem.
3: <laughs> <laughs> or
1: Catherine just Captain America, America steps in, so you so, don't wear your mask,
0: <laughs> like, or like, just I'm maybe awesome, don't right. go on the internet,
1: don't look up spoilers.
0: Don't every Marvel movie, every
2: Marvel movie has come out in the UK before we get it
1: 100%. Yeah, um, I just like, oh, I just like. A part of me wants to like punish stupid people or like oh you guys want to see tenet guess what it's out everywhere else except america get off twitter you're getting spoiled because i'm just yeah. like just so it really feels like it takes something monumental like a big movie release to make people care about a pandemic right mm-hmm. so like people are like but i want to see this movie then just obey the laws and wear a mask it's not hard it's not yeah. hard And i'm like don't be a dick <laughs> I, don't fe- just- I don't yeah don't be a dick yeah don't be a dick and wear your mask I want to see *Tenet* so bad. I love. I really like Christopher Nolan movies. I want to see that on the biggest screen possible. I'll see it in IMAX. Not seeing it this year because of uh, what's going on. Sorry, yeah. Chris. Uh,
2: *New Mutants*. Anyway, um, <laughs> *New Mutants*. <laughs> by the way, didn't move. This is the one week *New Mutants* didn't move off its release date. So I guess that's a new
1: record. They had a they had a really fun thirty uh, uh, minute Comic Con panel. Yeah. That was, it was cute.
2: Um, *Spider-Man* three moved off its release date in, in November of November fifth, twenty twenty one and will now be December 17th, 2021.
0: Yo, my brain, I totally forgot about the Homecoming films, because when I said Spider-Man 3, I'm like, hold up. What do you
1: mean about Spider-Man 3? The same, maybe Spider-Man yeah, maybe 3? Spider-Man 3? 2007, yeah. Um, I'm back in 07, apparently. I, I'm going to be honest, for a movie that is not even in production yet, getting moved two months, it, I, it's moved, It's going to get moved again. Just nowhere, yeah. Right? Yeah. There's no way, right? They're not going to start production on that movie for a while, it feels like.
2: And Uncharted, like, Uncharted was supposed to start soon.
1: Mocky Mock with the mustache. God, recast. It's not too late. It's me. I'm Sully. I sound exactly like Sully. Just recast.
2: Anyway, <laughs> um, speaking of movies that aren't even in production yet, uh, the new Star Wars trilogy, whatever that is, um, Taika Waititi, Ryan Johnson, who knows? Um, they have new dates now. They're going to be coming out on December twenty second, two thousand twenty three, December nineteenth, two thousand twenty five, December seventeenth, two thousand twenty seven. Does that sound like the like a, a post apocalyptic future to you? Two thousand twenty seven
1: that's seven years i know right where's away seems far away yeah. oh god now, i'll be that, 37 is,
2: is when that last all,
1: movie comes out is this all star wars movies or just like whatever that trilogy is not like the, the couple that are random ones right or is this all the star wars movies do we know
2: no we don't know all we okay. know is this the, the
1: next star wars movie is 2023 Okay, because I know there's like a Taika one and like a random one and like a this one, that one, and then like apparently the trilogy or whatever. They
2: like, canceled most of them because it was the, the Dean DeBloy and Benoist stuff. Yeah. Um, is and Ryan then they J- got J- Taika.
0: There, is Ryan Tyka Johnson one? still doing his trilogy? Do We, do we, we have, don't know. Because I keep forgetting if it's like if he's still doing it. Because I remember they have, once last, year, like, they have last not.
1: Day. they have not said. Yeah, I think with the pandemic, everything is kind of just like chilling. Yeah, yeah, very true.
2: Man, Ryan,
1: like The
2: last people. thing we heard, yeah, Ryan Johnson. We heard we, last we heard he is working on it, but we don't know what's Probably
1: happening. Just, just, just scripting it, taking
2: a while. Yeah. It just sounds like like a future from the eight, a future from the eighties,
0: twenty twenty three. Yeah, hold on, keep talking. I'm gonna go get, get a hat. My hair is ticking me off. Is it okay? okay. Yeah.
2: Get get um, well, you're gonna miss the Avatar talk because Avatar.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, you mean the the Avatar? Wait, are we talking Last Airbender or Blue People? Because the Blue People, I don't care, and it's blue not people. the. one.
2: Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so Avatar uh, has new release dates have been pushed back again. Reminder, Avatar 2 was supposed to come out in 2014. Um <laughs> Avatar 2 will now come out on December 16th, 2022. Avatar 3 will now come out on December 20th, 2024. Avatar 4 will come out December 18th, 2026, and Avatar 5 will come out December 22nd,
1: 2028. Wow. Um boy. Uh <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> oh, so I didn't miss anything. Man, it, uh, the first one's coming out in two years. The the sequels in two years now, instead of next year or Okay, okay. So Avatar came out in two thousand nine. Yeah. It's twenty twenty now. It's been well over, almost
0: going to be eleven years yep. since that sequel. Yep. Yep.
2: You know what? <laughs> hey, look, look. When is Jim Cameron disappointed?
0: He hasn't. Actually, he, actually uh, he okay. He's never made okay.
1: a bad movie. He's made good, okay, yeah. great movies. I mean,
0: yeah. okay, I know I give Avatar shit. I give Avatar a whole lot of shit. It's still a decent movie. It's like, fine. Vis- visual. all I'm
2: saying, all I'm saying is, I think we should be prepared for Jim Cameron to, th- to blow us out of the water.
1: No, I agree. I'm 100% in agreement. That's yeah. why I've always been. Um, it's hard for me to 100% trash him. It's just fun to make fun of. It's been taking 38 years. That's what it is.
3: Because five, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he wants to make five movies. Like, give me a break. Um, yeah. That first movie. Um, It it's still in a technical marvel. It is still Mm -hmm. truly impressive what they were able to do in two thousand and nine. And like I have no doubt that again, seeing Avatar two when I'm fifty in IMAX theaters, it's gonna look sensational, and I'm gonna be Mm -hmm. wowed, and it's gonna be the best popcorn movie. But then a week later, I'm never gonna think about it again, just like Avatar one. So I I will not lie. Like even when like this is before the Disney
0: buyout, but when uh, Pandora opened up at Disney's Animal Kingdom over in Florida. That world, I mean, just just sitting in Pandora, it's mind-boggling. If the ride out, the only ride I was be able to go on was fly a Passage. And I was like, man, I want to watch that sequence where they fly the, the the banshees again. That sequence is fun.
1: Avatar, uh, I, uh, Avatar and Tron Legacy were the first two movies I ever saw on Blu-ray, uh, oh. and those are still like, holy shit, this looks insane. Like Avatar from 2009 still looks better than a lot of modern movies today, just because James oh, Cameron. Yeah. Is the inventor of a lot of these special effects? He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why there's always a small kernel that'll make me excited about these movies. I just wish they wouldn't take so long to make. That's all.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Well, listen. Listen to Blockbuster. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. A Quiet Place Two has bailed out of the year altogether. Uh, they were supposed to come out in September. I forgot. <laughs> a Quiet Place Part Two has been pushed to April 23rd, 2021. Top Gun Maverick also bailed out of this year. It's supposed to come out in December. That will now be July 2nd, 2021. And the Conjuring, the Devil Made Me Do It, the third Conjuring film, the eighth in oh. total, hmm. has bailed out of this year and will now be June fourth, twenty
0: twenty one.
1: That's like a good summer horror movie. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, uh, I don't know where,
0: I don't know why I saw it, but I saw some dude on Facebook who was complaining about wh- about pulling out Top Gun to next year. he, I don't, he was. Just, I forget what he was saying exactly, but he was because, just ranting. I was like, "How dare you pull out dare. Top Gun?" It's so American.
1: Oh, I need my America now. Feed me now. I want it now. I don't know. It's just like, I mean, in my butt, I'm not going to see it next year.
0: Yeah, but I'd rather see it when I'm not scared of spreading a possibly deadly virus to other people. True. Yeah. I want to um, see it safely and in a movie theater with
2: my friends. Yeah. So we, so we have a lot of Comic-Con news to get through. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of the news that came out before Comic-Con uh, real quick. Um, first off, uh, Central Park remember they lost Christian Bell as one of their, as their African-American lead. Um, <laughs> the Central Park show on Apple TV plus by the guys who did boss burgers.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a musical animated series. Um, Kristen Bell had left because she was playing a half black, half white character. Right. I remember now. So now they've recast with Emmy Raver Lampman, who is, um, who is a, Christ, the yeah. sister in Umbrella Academy. Oh, rumor, rumor.
1: Yeah, cool. Okay,
2: yeah. Uh, so she will be replacing Kristen Bell as Molly in the Apple TV Plus musical. Oh, you said Kristen Bell. Oh, okay.
1: I, I thought you said I like Christian, I thought you said Christian Bale, and I'm like, Christian Bale is playing a black guy. What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now all-
0: Bell. Yeah. I'm like, hold. I don't think Christian Bale would. I mean, oh, this is going to make him sound so, I mean,
1: so... He's a bad actor, but come on.
0: I know, but this is going to make him sound like such an asshole. I don't think he would go do his uh, animated streaming show.
1: Because I, have... I, know,
0: I know he, he voiced has... Howl and Howl's Moving Castle, but I don't know. I just feel like... Uh, I don't know. You, know. you know he's in Pocahontas,
2: right? Yeah, I know he's in Pocahontas, yeah. But uh, that was before New- he became big. Newsies. Anyway. Speaking of Disney, actually. Thank you for the segue to Disney. Um... According to Kessel Run Transmissions, which are the same guys who've been saying that the Rebels TV series, uh, sequel TV series is coming. They're a YouTube channel. Um, I don't trust them. Apparently, a lot of people do. Um, Ken's kind of bailed out of the fandom, so I wasn't able to ask him. But there are people who who, who do. Uh, he's, they've been talking about the Rebels sequel series. Don't take that away from me, Ryan. <laughs> well, no, hold I'm hold.
1: Listen... This random people saying there's a rebels TV show is like again throwing a dartboard of like things that could possibly happen. And like, of course it's probably gonna happen.
2: Yeah, they uh they they did have the news about the Bad Batch TV series. Did they? No way, who had that? I don't remember. Someone someone like them had that anyway. A Uh, lot of newsies and I just can't trust them all. That's true. That's true. Um, Um weird. Okay, I don't know what just happened. Sorry. Donald Glutter is apparently going to be reprising his role as Lando Calrissian for a live-action Disney Plus
0: Lando series.
1: I like him a lot, so mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm okay with that.
0: I can see it happening. I could see it happening very far down the road after they get Kenobi and Bad Batch done, possibly. Cassian um, Andor, too. Cassian Andor, yeah, because already Disney has a lot... I feel Disney Plus has a lot on their plate already, and then they I do. feel that them saying, "Yeah, we're gonna keep doing all these shows." It's like, "Yeah, but you're in the midst of pandemic. Maybe slow your roll a little bit. Get some shows under produ- started production, I already." I think what's happening then honestly,
2: honestly, what I think is happening is that they are, uh, is that they're trying to fill in the gap between the now and the next Star Wars movie.
0: Yeah, that's very plausible.
2: So, if this is in fact true, which you know, let's let's take let, let's assume that all the live action shows are true. That means we know about Kenobi, Cassian, and Mandalorian, obviously. Then there's potentially an Ahsoka one. Now this, um, who was the other one who's supposed to get a show? Um, was it Doctor Afro or no? No, Doctor Mall. There's a mall TV Maul. show. That <laughs> so yeah, um, I like yeah, Lambert a lot.
1: I just like I, I like
2: him a lot. I like yeah. We'll see.
1: Yeah.
2: All right, so f- um, I got some Quibi news for you guys. I'm sorry.
1: Just make it uh, a quick fight and we're fine.
2: Uh, it'll be 10 minutes out of time. Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds have teamed up for a Quibi adult animated show called Fatha Mucka. <laughs> okay. Um, the, the synopsis reads, Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds love each other. More accurately, Ryan loves Sam. When asked for comment on his feelings for Ryan, Sam said, tell them I couldn't be reached for comment. When a minor mishap causes Sam to become Ryan's primary caregiver, shit gets weird. Ryan is delighted to spend all of his time with Sam. Sam couldn't be reached for comment.
1: That's funny. They yeah. They have a good relationship after making um that first uh, uh hitman's bodyguard movie. I'm doing a podcast, Astra. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, oh my god. So uh, the, the chemistry's there. They're both great, fun people. Um. It's Quibi, so there you
2: go. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's going to be created. It's being created by Jim and Brian Kehoe, uh, Ko, uh, who are the co-writers co- of the movie Blockers. Um, and then, it's going to be animated by Titmouse Mouse. Titmouse Tit- Tit- Tit Studios.
0: Titmouse Tit Tit Studios. Yeah, they're, Tit they're, mouse. Good. they're
2: good.
3: So cool.
0: Really? Hey, remember that time when we were driving down that that one road, and then Ryan stuck his head out the window and said, "Hey, what's Titmouse?" Because that guy had a Titmouse sticker on it. Did, did. he answer that? "I remember." He yeah. did. Yeah, he did. Funny enough, oh, I actually oh, I actually know someone who works at Titmouse. Nice. Yeah. Um. All right, got some comic news,
2: guys. There's a song going on outside. It's great. <laughs> I Did you could hear it?
1: Oh, I wish I could hear it.
2: Um. All right. So, um, there is going to be a new Web of Venom tie-in series a tie-in issue as we know uh, if you've been reading the venom series every now and then there's a web of venom that kind of like ties into another thing another story going on um, web of venom Empire's end will lead into the king of black it's going to be about null um, this will be written uh, this will be written by Clay McLeod Chapman with art by ju <laughs> <Juyu> Villanova D- <laughs> Giyu, villanova i don't know um and yeah like i said serve as a lead into the king of black out in october i, I like
1: the end of empire because it's an empire's end um i guess Empire is going to tie into well i mean uh, much, like, much well much like any big marvel event it's going to leave ramifications for the universe so it's just going to be like hey here's what happened after this event which leads to this next event it's because both events are happening so close to each other it's kind of shitty but that's marvel for mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and Empire is supposed to be over around now anyway. Oh, yeah. It was supposed to come out literally like three, four months ago, so it's, what do you do? Yeah.
2: Um, Speaking of events, Amazing Spider-Man is going to have a new event called Amazing Spider-Man Last Remains. Um, This will be um, the event where he goes up against Kindred, which is a character in the Nick Spencer series. Um, This is going to start with issue 50, with Matthew Rosenberg writing the Point LR issues. So if you... (sighs) Yeah, if you remember what Marvel does during some events like Age of Ultron or H-A-U. yeah, uh, they'll do oh, a
1: dot, dot A X.
2: <sighs> it's the F. It's the fifty. So fifty, and then dot whatever. So it's like an extra book you got to buy. Uh,
1: whatever. Listen, I hate. I hate it. Just do a tie-in issue called something else. All I even will take because they did this a lot too before that. They did like fifty point one or and fifty point two. So it's Get like points, it is a small a series course. within the series. But man, I I'm just a complainer. I Didn't guess. Did not they do that with Legacy for a hot second? They they get both. They like this is issue seven, but Legacy number seven eighty one because you got you got yeah. both.
2: I'm yeah, like, but it's not it's not that's not exactly what this is. This
1: is no. something else. Yeah. It's dumb though. It's still in the top. that's like L R for Last Remains. I'm like that's yeah. silly.
2: So I was as I said, Matthew Rosenberg will uh will do that. Exactly. It's going to feature the Order of the Web, which is going to see Miles Morales, Ghost Spider, Cindy Moon, and others team up. To fight this new villain. Um, well, I like that, yeah. Uh, this is what the um, it's what the uh, synopsis reads Last Remains starts here. The Amazing Spider Man reaches another landmark, and Perfect. we're celebrating Spider Style. Spider Man just took the beating of his life, and we're just getting started. Artist Patrick Gleason is back on Amazing Spider Man, ushering in the saga that is Last Remains. Kindred is stepping out on the stage for the first time, and Spider Man is not ready for the havoc that Kendrick is going to let loose. So cool,
1: <laughs> yeah. This sounds like a. Uh, I stopped reading that Spider-Man after like the second volume, or whatever. But it's like this sounds like a villain who's been like building up for a while. I'm like, cool, man. I'm glad people got yeah. a Spider-Man book they like. I love it. And then finally, G
2: Four surprised everyone. <sighs> Sometime in 2021, G Four is coming
0: back.
1: Yeah, I'm up for it. Seven I... years, seven years
0: dead, coming back. I'm I'm for it. I was a huge fan. I used to I remember G4 when it was just tech TV. Same. I remember watching that. And then I was always watching I I had X Play Tvode. X Play. Funny enough, I actually when they that tweet came up, I saw I didn't know that uh Morgan Webb and Adam Savage or Adam Sessler had uh Twitter, so I started following both of oh, them. Yeah. I think Morgan's was the the best the better one where she was like, I didn't know, I can't believe someone remembered the password for this after all these years. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um Everyone, uh, uh, Kevin Pereira, who used to host G4, um, he seems to be the one, like, behind this, like, he's champing it, like, it, he hasn't full out and come saying he's the one doing it, but, like, he's tweeting a lot of stuff, and he's been talking about it, so, like, it seems to be the one bringing it back, which is cool, because I like that guy, um, yeah, man, G4 is, it's, it's a video game, uh, television station, like, it's, I know it was on during our youth, uh, and it was really nice having a television station I could be nerdy on, and like mm-hmm. it had all kinds of cool shit, and uh, Attack of the Show was really fun, and that was like a variety show for nerds, and I'm like, we don't get we don't get those very often. And then, and then, you also, yeah, you had cheat codes, uh, you had icons, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the reason I was there
0: was for X-Play, because X-Play, for, for my brother and I, there are times where we would buy games based on X-Play's reviews. Yeah. Like, I bought God of War because X-Play said, this is 5 out of 5, you need to play this game, and even when they said, "Hey, here's games for cheap bastards. You only have twenty bucks." He like yep. Sly Cooper, twenty dollars. These, this game, twenty bucks. Go nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I really, I, I was
2: pretty big into video games around this time, uh, so I really enjoyed the show as well. That's where we got Olivia Munn from G Four. Yeah, that's, we did. That's badass of the show. Yep. G Four ended in 2014, right?
1: I think like like like
2: six or seven years ago. I want to yeah.
0: say 2013.
2: Olivia so. Munn Mun is in Iron Man 2? Yeah. 2010? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a G4 correspondent. Yeah, yeah that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um all right. Speaking of video games guys, Xbox Game Showcase happened this week. Yes it did. Be- where Xbox decided to show
1: off a bunch of games. This is our topic, everyone. Spoilers, there's not really a topic. It's just so much news. It's all the news is the topic. Exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're one short, so we're just like, let's just do news and a book club, and there you go. So Xbox Game Showcase has announced a couple of, uh, a bunch of new games.
1: Let's let's hold on, because there was a there was a uh, pre-show that I watched, that you guys did watch, that showcased a bunch of other games that weren't as big. Uh, so I included some of those, because uh, I thought they looked cool. Uh, did cool. you guys watch the trailer for Xomecha? Yes. yes. Okay, that's the only one that I really care to talk about. Uh, that game's is a a open world uh, multiplayer uh, mech game, and mm-hmm. you can ride on missiles. This game looks dope as shit, guys.
0: Are you can have you have robot dragons. You yeah. also have giant robots with swords and shields fighting each other, and you also have like human size mechs, first person yeah. FPS style, blasting things out of the water. This looks nuts. It's a it's
1: you a are- multiplayer. Player-only game, which you know I'm not always the biggest fan. You have to like really sell me on the idea, but like you show me the cool regular shooter stuff, and then you show me a dude literally surfing on a missile, and then you show me these giant mechs, and then you show me a giant dragon. I'm like, this game looks fantastic. Yes, Mm -hmm. please. Like I'm totally down to play that with you guys. Hell yeah. Um, we
2: heard rumors, and they confirmed it. There is a new Fable game coming out for the Xbox Series X.
0: Mm -hmm. Hey
1: guys.
2: I played the very first Fables and I never played the sequels.
1: The They're all good. I think the Fables 1, 2, and 3 are all fantastic. I think the first one is probably the best one uh, because it's the one where um, the developer, Peter Molyneux, he has, he's very famous for lying about his video games because when Fable 1 came out on the Xbox in 2001, he was like, my world is so procedurally generated and real that you can plant a seed and you can watch it grow in real time. <laughs> and then that was the first time everyone was like wow Peter you're a big old liar cuz Fables 2 and 3 he lied about so much shit and then yeah. subsequent games uh but it's just really cool Fable is known for having really cheeky british humor um like like farts like very like a lot of humor you don't really see uh, very often in like video games that i really like uh the combat's fun it's a mix of magic and sword stuff it's great fantasy stuff um it has really like good dark dramatic turns cuz like even though it's light and he- light and fluffy there's some seriously heavy shit that goes on too you can um, take
0: the- you could take the turn to be a good or a bad
2: guy Mm
1: -hmm. yes that's my that's my favorite thing about that franchise no
0: that was a big draw. i mean i never owned an xbox this back when i was trying to champion my parents to buy me an xbox when halo 2 was coming out was also so i could play fable because i wanted to play fable because i heard that you actually because you actually got to choose what's path you, you could be a good guy you could be a bad guy you had a choice and that was a huge draw for me and i
1: thought that was really really cool Um, fable three, um, you were, you were the king of of your, of like, of a, of a town or whatever. Right. And the more evil you were. And so it was a thing where you're the king and you can like mess with the taxes and stuff of the town. So you can get more money, but the people like you less. Right. So by the end of the game, if you're evil, your town is just, it's just, uh, covered in dead bodies. Yeah. like it's fucked up oh, excuse me it's it's fucked up guys um but, like if you're really nice then like your town flourishes but you have no money because you're you're like you're humble and you want to help your people but they reward you in return instead of the other way around right um th- if that if those if this new game uh, keeps any of that old uh aesthetic and like uh rpg uh, mentality it's gonna be so much fun uh just the fact oh, yeah. that they showed like there was like a fart and the fairy getting eaten it's like okay they're keeping that really silly uh, comedy roots it which is to be going back to the medieval times yes because they definitely much like a avatar or Korra, like there was a progressive time leap where there's like a lot more technology and stuff yeah. um not that, like ruin any of the games but like it's definitely looks like it's going back in time almost
3: yeah
2: um i i, I don't the sequels didn't appeal to me because of the progression into kind of more technology i much prefer the fantasy setting of the first one yeah. but uh if this goes back to that i might give this a shot
1: yeah and it's definitely now that it's like a brand new ass like xbox one x game it's gonna look great
2: yeah, and uh, you know, uh, it's good to have a couple of Xbox One games to look forward to because
1: Halo Infinite showed me something that I didn't really like. I'm, I'm, so, I'm I really want to talk to you guys about Halo because yeah. sure. the internet, the internet is a flame with different opinions. Yes, uh, and I want to hear your guys' opinions on this Halo that they showed us. Right.
2: Um, so, real quickly, by the way, Halo Five is the only is the only Halo game that came out on the Xbox One. Yes, that's wild, yeah. considering. 5 came out on the Xbox 360. No, because 3, Halo
1: 1 and 2 were on the original Xbox.
2: Halo 1 and 2 were... Yeah, Re- and then Halo and 3, 3, Reach, um, ODST, 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 Halo 3, 4. 4. 4, and the Combat Evolved Remake. Mm, that, yeah. wasn't
1: on, that wasn't on the 360. It no, was, it
0: on, 360. was, it was on 360, yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't know that, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, Combat Evolved Remake was on 360, I I remember playing it.
1: So okay. five.
2: So 2 on the first Xbox, 5 on the second Xbox... One on the third Xbox.
1: Yeah. Um. I definitely will say. I still want to get your opinions on it, but like, um, I have definitely dropped out of Halo since three four three took over. Um, past when Bungie left uh, Halo, uh, I kind of left Halo, even though I played the other games. It's just there's there's a there's a there's ma- there's the magic missing. There's a piece of magic that's missing from the Halo games that just is never recovered. Um, and I'm curious about what this new game is doing because it's completely changing Halo for the better or for the worse. Halo is my favorite game franchise. It was for a long time. Um, I
2: bought my first Xbox so I could play Halo. I bought an Xbox 360 so I could play Halo two, Halo 3. Yeah. Same. So I, I love Halo. I played every game. I only buy an Xbox for Halo. But watching this, I Halo 5 is whatever to me because I knew about the Swiss. I knew about how shitty it was before going into it. I do really like Halo 4, though. But this one, I don't know. It doesn't, It. I don't know. It just didn't work for me.
1: Yeah, uh go ahead, Ben. Um you, I know you don't have an Xbox. Are you a Halo guy at all or no? I do I was. I
0: well my brother got his 360. The only Halo game that I played Halo 3, I think I think I stopped halfway through, but Reach uh Reach, ODST, and 4 are the three Halo games I played through the whole way through, either by myself or co op with Jeff. My name is Jeff. My
1: name's
0: Jeff. <laughs> yeah, because Jeff is, Reach a, is great. oh, Reach is phenomenal. So i had my own little backstory from my spartan with the odst helmet anyways that's besides the point so i know halo i do have a love and fondness for halo but when i was watching the trailer at first i'm like damn this is pretty this is this looks really really good and there's one part where master chief t- did that uh, like the hook shot i'm like oh shit that's straight out of doom eternal because in Doom Eternal, when you get your super shotgun, it comes with a hook that you can shoot out uh, at enemies
1: I don't and wanna, brings yourself I don't closer
0: wanna, to enemies.
1: I don't want to spoil it for you, Ben, but uh, Doom Eternal and Halo were being made at the same time. There's no way they had enough time to steal from that. Doom okay. is not the first game to have a grappling hook. True. True. Yeah. You're <laughs> right. the grappling,
2: hook, well, grappling hook looks like it's a new addition
1: to mm-hmm. Master Chief's arm, armor. So, uh, sorry. Go, go ahead. Finish, Ben.
0: Sorry. Uh, it, the game looks pretty. And I don't know. If it's just because I haven't been in the Haloverse for a while because I haven't seen any flame like pay people on fire about it. But to me, the game looks good. It looks like Halo, it looks like Halo.
3: Yeah.
0: But for I don't I don't see what Brandon's talking about. I don't see what you're talking about like that Halo magic. For me, it's just like it's Halo. You're on a ring. You have aliens. You're shooting stuff up. That's it.
1: Well, it's like it's F- awesome. level stuff. The game the game has never felt this. It's never felt as good as when Bungie made it. Mm -hmm. It's like it's not. It's just not the same game. It might look like Halo, but hey, you guys played Halo Five. Halo Five does not play like Halo. Halo has Halo Five has zooming and sprinting and all this crazy shit. All these loot boxes and all this shit. The one thing I will say that makes me excited for this game. This is a back to basics approach to Halo. This looks and feels like Halo One. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what I am positive about this. Um, the thing that I am the most excited about this is this is Arkham Asylum in Halo. That grapple hook. That is a piece of equipment you find. It, the, this is an open world that there's parts of the map you can't reach yet until you get new items of, or abilities. Oh, so kind okay. Metroid. Metroid. It's, a, it's a Metroidvania, but I call it Arkham Asylum because that's more, it's more, more modern. Yeah. But it's, yeah. a Metro, it's a Metroidvania. You cannot go to the map unless you've acquired that, uh, that item. And that is awesome. That is a really cool storytelling device. I don't know if that's why I come. That's not why I come to Halo. Uh, but the, but the, what I do come to Halo is for awesome sandbox fighting. That's what Halo's always been great at, like especially the later Halo games when you have big sandboxes and you have these vehicles and you can approach it in different ways. Having an open world allows that sandbox to, to really be a sandbox, like a true sandbox where there can be ro- roaming parties across the whole map and like they talk about specific like time events that things like Destiny and Anthem do, which I'm not excited about. I don't want this to be a live service game. But the fact that that this is a living world, this open world where if you play this game, hey, at this time, this this um, this thing is coming down you can only get this item right now if you play the game. Right now, that's kind of cool. Again, that's not why I go to Halo. So I'm 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 very very conflicted. I'm excited about the back to basics approach. I'm not excited about everything else about it. it. You're right. You're right in that it looks like it's more
2: back to basics, but it also looks like they're reinventing the wheel. Yeah. In your last game, let's say you know what? It's not gonna be the last game. Who am I kidding? No, but like that's no no no. Halo, like is this Halo Six? It's the end of the second trilogy. You know, if you want to treat it like
1: that. I they just have kind of said, feel- it's, it's basically like this. This is like the start of something new, so I don't know if I want that either. But like, but but if you're gonna
2: if you're gonna do this, I think you should be kind of you should just do what works, and don't do Halo Five again.
1: Well, I the think
2: answer, that, yeah, but they are good. So the answer isn't that you want to go the other way; just yeah. go back to what worked. To so get the audience back, back with you, and then reinvent the wheel or something like that. Mm. I don't know. I just don't have a lot of faith at the five.
1: No, I 100 percent agree. Because again, like the the actual, if you play Halo Five, the actual gameplay is really good. But if you compare it to what Halo One was, they are completely different games. They are fundamentally yeah. not the same games. Um, so the fact that they are going back to your, um, there isn't like super sprinting, and there is not all this stuff. It's going back to Halo Three equipment. Um, so like you throw down like a bubble shield, like that stuff. Um, I'm down for the back to basics approach. It's not as extreme, or there's not as much stuff as in Halo Five, which makes me excited. But again, having an open world, you see they go to that open world map, and you see, oh, if you destroy these um, these artillery things, you get like 2,200 like ability points or something. So that means there's probably like an upgrade tree. There's supplies you have to find, and there's stuff you have to build. Um, it's definitely like turning much more into an RPG thing. And again, I'll play a Halo that sounds, game. That sounds cool. That's not why I come to Halo. Yeah. I just want to play a Halo game, guys. I just want to play a Halo game. And again, um, the the moment-to-moment gameplay of shooting dudes, um, that looks that looks like traditional Halo. But everything else is like, I you guys just seem confused on what you want to make.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, All right, I, let's move
1: on. Yeah,
0: I, I'm not. I haven't played Halo Five, so I don't know that I haven't experienced the disappointment firsthand. I mean, well, because when I was watching the trailer. I was like, though I was watching the gameplay
1: video. I was like, "Damn, this looks like classic Halo. I dig this." But if now, you look at Halo Five Ben. Like, it, it's more Call of Duty than it is. Like, literally, you, like you're super sprinting. You have a zoom in. Um, like you, you mantle over things. Like the it's... only, the only weapon that you're supposed to zoom in the original Halo game
0: is the Magnum. That's it. It's Sniper. your sidearm.
1: Sniper. Oh yeah, but but the point the is cyber, like, Yeah. It's not. It is not a zoom in type of game. Right. Yeah. No. All right, uh, but, but whatever cautiously optimistic but like after four and five i don't know yeah
2: honestly should have ended at four i kind of like four as an ending cortana dying
1: oh
0: yeah they should have but all right
2: anyway the medium
0: i think this looks awesome
1: yes Man, how's that gameplay going to work? I'm this, so, I don't this know. this one
0: has like double screen where it's yes. like you go through one? Oh, yeah, this one looks it's like, Rendering two worlds at the same time. It's
1: like an alternate reality at the same time. So, like, you're going to have to do stuff in this world to affect the other world. And you switch back and forth for, like, puzzle solving and fighting enemies. I, that sounds awesome. I just, I I, I can't figure out how they're going to make it work. This is above the, the developers of The Blair Witch, too. Is it? Yeah. Okay. That game's totally fine. So... um that, oh, you know what? There is actually a lot of that stuff in that game, and it's all pretty cool. So if it's... Mm. It might be cool. We'll see. Yeah, we'll I need to know what the actual gameplay, like what you're doing. Yeah. Looks cool. Um, it? Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm kind of stoked for that one. I, I think I want to play that one. Yep. Then there's Stalker 2.
1: Ooh. Sequel to
2: Stalker, I'm assuming. <clears throat> yeah. So
1: this franchise, you guys, has a very very sordid history. There's a old school movie called stalker it's a, like a it's like a, a russian like post-apocalyptic like uh, real sad movie um it's very very famous it's very uh allotted for being uh one of those movies early on in the career of like crazy artsy post-apocalyptic movies in the 70s right um so the game stalker with periods it came out which is basically that but not actually that because they can't call it stalker so they put periods in it right Mm -hmm. that game went through such development hell and it was super ambitious at the time but it was very buggy um uh it was almost like a last of us like 15 years early uh but it just it didn't it didn't work as well as it should have they made a couple sequels that people liked stalker 2 was announced 10 years ago and and then it was shelved and just and canned and now people are shocked that stalker 2 is in development again because everyone thought this game was dead so uh i need to do more research into how this is even alive because I don't know if it's the same people involved or what, but it's so crazy this game exists. Like, it's truly oh. crazy. Uh, it's one of those, like, holy shit, it's, a, it's alive from the dead. It's like Don Quixote or something. That's weird. It is weird. Um, Warhammer 40k Dark Darktide. Um, so, guys, I like Warhammer. There is a video game series called Warhammer Vermintide, which is the fantasy element where you're killing... It's it's Left 4 Dead. It's Vermintide is Left 4 Dead, but with um, rat monsters and ogres and stuff like that. They're making a 40k version where it takes place in the far future instead of the past fantasy. So it's a bunch of space marines fighting like Xeno monsters and, and, and aliens and cool shit in the dark. Uh, it's going to be a great, scary multiplayer game. So it's, a, it's an online multiplayer? Can we all do it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. That's That's gonna be fun. Yeah, Left 4 Dead, uh, 40,000 years in the future. That sounds rad. I want to play that. Yeah. Uh, the Gunk. The Gunk. This looks—it kind of reminds me a little bit of Super Mario Sunshine. In yeah, a exactly, right. Like an opposite. Um, mm-hmm. This game is made by the developers of this it's a franchise called Steam World. Uh, the Steam World Dig and Steam World Quest. These are 3DS games. Um, they're very a very small developer, and this is the first time they've made something really big. And I really like the the design of it. The art design is really cool. The idea of like. Uh, like, this planet is overrun with, like, a symbiote, like, an evil parasitic symbiote that eats uh, the plants, and you, you're, you like, anti-Super Mario Sunshine goop-gunking it up like a vacuum, almost like Luigi's Mansion or something. Yeah. Uh, and you see, like, a symbiotic, like, monster that the thing has taken over, like, a beast. So, like, yeah. I think this looks like a really unique thing uh, with a game mechanic that you don't see very often involving a vacuum.
2: Yeah. Um. Okay, The Outer Worlds, Peril on Gorgon.
1: Yeah, so this is, this okay. is just... This is just a DLC for a game that yeah. I played, but um I brought it up because it's so funny. Cause the writer of this DLC, the the writer of the game called The Outer Wilds is writing the Outer Worlds DLC. So on <laughs> Twitter, he's like, I am the only person in the world who can say they've written the outer wilds and the outer worlds f all of you. And I thought it was <laughs> so funny. Cause the writing in the Outer Wilds is hilarious. And the Outer Worlds is is a a um Skyrim fallout in space, like 1950s aesthetics all over the universe. Right. Um, and more of that world and more of that, like uh, snappy dialogue from uh, a different developer is, is like music to my ears. It's, it's two universes colliding that I didn't expect to happen. So I'm just, it's a cool thing I wanted to bring up. Yeah. It looks pretty interesting. Yeah. I think, I think Brandon, actually, I think you would like, um, the outer worlds a lot. Like, I think yeah. it's got like an aesthetic you'd really like.
0: I'll check it out.
2: Um, uh, Everwild. Speaking
0: of interesting aesthetic. Oh, so Everwild, I'm actually pretty excited about because this is the newest game from Rare. Mm. And I also want to uh, echo what, because after I watched the Xbox, the I watched the whole thing, and then I watched the Completionist video about it. I think the Completionist said best because do we say? Because when someone says rare, they instantly think about Banjo Kazooie. They think conquer. about Diddy Gong Racing, Conquer, all the classic games. It was Twenty-five years ago, unfortunately. Exactly. Yeah. So as much as people want those franchises reimagined, the commission is like, no, they need to have more IP and drive it with newer stuff. <sighs> so then, when they do bring back the older stuff, really? there's a lot more nostalgia to it. Instead of registering, "Hey, we're just they're just cranking out the same old shit over and over." While so, I do agree. While I do agree. I would take another Conquer. Oh, of course, game. I think a lot of people would take another Conquer game, hands down. But with Rares trying something new and something different, I mean, with a lot of these trailers, we don't get any
1: gameplay. They're just trailer shots. They're just yeah. cinematics. They just like hey, it this help. Is the best trailer without gameplay though. This one, I I don't know what's going on, but it is so stunningly gorgeous. I would say this
0: one, and I know we're not going to talk about. Uh, we're not, it's not on a list, but Forza are the prettiest ones. It's a car um, game. It's a, it's a car game, but those games that that dude you have to admit that looks super freaking beautiful. Listen,
1: I will never, I will never disparage a good looking car game because that is always the best measure oh, yeah. of a console is how good does your car look? And exactly. boy, how, that's a real ass looking car. Holy it shit, it is, it is. Yeah, so like, you're just faking. That's, just look, that's but just
0: So funny. Forza Motorsport aside, which looks so freaking beautiful, but looking at did you, Everwell, did you guys see
2: the Need for Speed movie?
0: No. It's okay.
2: Aaron Paul, Michael Keaton.
1: Aaron Sorry. Paul is better than an okay movie. Yeah, he does.
2: <laughs> I will say the car stunts looked so believable. I thought there was actually there was going to be like uh,
1: the one thing I know about the movie for the most part. A lot of those are are practically done. So that's yeah. one yeah. reason I maybe will watch that movie for good stunts.
0: Yeah. All right. all right Sorry, Ben. Yeah, but so putting Forza aside, uh, Everwild does look like the prettiest trailer. Just the art design and the way that a giant. Antler creature god thing, whatever it is, just comes out of the forest. Remind me a lot, actually, of Princess Monoka and the and the yeah. forest god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it yeah. looks beautiful. We don't get any gameplay, but it's rare. And just seeing how beautiful it is, I know they're gonna put their all in it. And I'm excited.
1: Uh, rare, mm. excuse me, has worked on Sea of Thieves for like the last five years. Excuse mm-hmm. Ooh, burpee. So, um, it's nice for them to finally get under that um live service destiny type game they have to constantly be working on it for years and years and years and actually just make like a regular game that people can just play or it could be a live service game too who knows we don't know we we
0: don't know but the game looks like it it revolves around this family in essentially this wild
1: unknown fantasy world and i'm into it it looks good yeah beautiful uh beautiful graphics like i don't again i don't know what it is but like i like the aesthetic a whole lot
0: but yeah, I, I want Ray to do whatever the heck they want. They they've they've earned it. Yeah. Um State of Decay 3.
1: Um people were ex- er, kind of shocked that this was announced so early cuz State of Decay 2 like recently came out. Um uh from everything we know about this game so the state of decay it's all about building civilizations after the apocalypse like you recruit uh you recruit people that you find um you take like you find an empty uh, settlement and you establish it and like you defend against zombies right it's kind of like it's an open world slowly build the world back type of game it's kind of like my perfect zombie game except it's really buggy and janky um and this game seems to be going in a more isolated direction where it's like it's all gonna be in the snow and you're kind of focusing on your own survival except for instead of mass people survival and that's kind of not what i want from that game so mm-hmm. Um, it is cool that there's going to be zombie animals because there's none of that. Um, much like um, like Last of Us or Left for Dead, there's like special infected that like vomit or explode stuff like that. So now that there's like zombie animals, that adds a new wrinkle, which is cool. Yeah. But um, we'll see, we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, mm.
0: seeing that deer with its face half chewed off and doing the zombie scream, I was like, that's
1: terrifying. I want, I want more on zombie <laughs> animals. Like, I play plenty of zombie things where there are no zombie animals. I'm like, yeah, make so, me more scared.
0: I mean, when I got to State of K three, I I was never familiar with this. I I was like, "Oh, there's a third one of that. I don't know what that is." So now, hearing you what it is, Ryan, I was like, "All okay. right."
1: There, the, one of the main reasons I haven't played a lot is because it's also a multiplayer game, and I'd love to just oh. play that multiplayer or like yeah. building settlements with my homies. Uh, maybe three. All right. Um, tell me why. No. Oh, sorry. Ain't
0: nothing but a uh, There's break. two. There's
2: two types of people. Um, uh, so the new, <laughs> the new video game. Tell me why. Uh, about this is two. from uh, Don't
1: Don't Nod, who make um a bunch of Telltale s games like uh, Life is Strange. Uh, Life is Strange, Captain Adventure. Um, this is the new one. Looks okay. mean uh, yeah, it's another one of those like. It, it, uh, they make, they make really personal, dramatic stuff dealing with really personal issues involving, you know, like marriage or LGBT issues, like stuff like that. Like video games don't normally discuss, which is why I always appreciate them, even though I don't play all the games. Um, this one apparently deals heavily with trans stuff. Uh, and there's actually like a huge Q&A about like all the stuff that might trigger you and I find it very, very like enlightening and actually really cool. Be like, hey, this is a, a thing that we have uh, that we really believe in. And like, if you are like triggered by any of this stuff, here's like, here's a thing about our game. And like, does it involve this topic? Does anybody use these kind of languages uh, to make people aware of what kind of game they're making? And I find that uh, expertly and awesomely needed uh, and really cool. Um, yeah. It's not. I'm not kind of into these games anymore. Like, I like Telltale, but I kind of like them a little more out there. Like, I don't. No offense. I don't want to play a drama video game. That's just drama, you know uh I guess that's I
0: mean, why I, yeah, I mean the story see this trailer, I was like, oh, it's a story about a mom who possibly attacked her kids or something or something or other, and then there's yeah. like there's like it, it felt they're like psychi- they're psychically linked mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they're psychically'- I had no idea what this was is it it reminded me a lot of life is strange or
1: they are uh, grounded games that have yeah, uh, potential elements in them
0: yeah it was it was a very grounded it looked like a very grounded game. It kind of looked like a visual novel in a sense. 100
1: yeah, percent yeah. I mean, to be fair, well, that's what we'll the games are, mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um well, we'll just talk about As Dusk Falls, which is the other game similar.
0: Stop and it's, Ooh, man, it's, this, this so, is another visual novel. It looks yeah. good.
1: I like the yeah. art style, but what is this? Um, I'm very curious because this is a this is kind of like a ragtag team of a bunch of different developers coming together to create this visual novel look. Um, and I think uh, the game looks insane. I think it looks really good. I love the art style. Um, I just said I'm not into like telltale type of games, but when you do something completely different, I might be into it. Um because it's not it. I don't know if this is what the entire game looks like, but if it is, I really commend them for trying it. Cause yeah. it's not it's almost like a motion comic more than a, a Telltale. Yeah. um but I'm 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 more curious about this one than then tell me why to be honest. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Same. Mm-hmm. Um sorry, we skip. So we did X ma X Yeah. America grounded, which is uh, the Honey I trunk the Kids one.
0: Oh, <laughs> that okay. So it's just the um, Obsidian Straps. It's like if you're waiting for the biggest game, wait for Cyberpunk twenty seven seven. And I, I so appreciate their humor. No, again. and also them said fight with your friends against the spiders or leave them to the spiders. And you see one kid just running off into the into the grass. This game, look, if I there was a, a build times- a settlement, you have to build a <laughs> settlement in the backyard to protect yourself from.
1: That's charming. And so you could grow big again. Apparently, I guess that's the goal. Oh, so yeah. people didn't know when this game was first announced. They knew it was like a a honey the Shunk of kids like survival thing on the ground, but or or sorry, uh, shrunken uh, outside. But we didn't know that there was Fortnite elements because there's base building in this game. Um, mm-hmm. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's very clear. Okay, they're going for our demographic. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, they are. But that's but I I am so into this game. I love the idea. Um, I think this is a game we would all love to play together. I think it seems so fun. It's so charming. Uh, like it just seems like a good time. Like it doesn't seem like nasty. It's just like yeah, just hanging out, killing like killing bugs. I guess like yeah. it's like fun. Like the, the thing because yeah, I did notice the
0: Fortnite um, like the base building of Fortnite. Yeah, it's really like bad. Either. Just like yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. Friends. It's not necessarily right. bad. But the f- one thing I really liked about it is the aesthetic of it all and how you were trying to. It's like a co-op game where you're trying to build this fortress and trying to survive. You have a whole bunch of spiders coming at you. You have these kids in the in an ant tunnel fighting against a horde of ants, and then just booking it whenever when the rest of the swarm shows up or the rest of the colony shows up. So this game looks very entertaining, and I, this if I do get an Xbox, this is probably gonna be one of my first purchases. Is this game?
1: Man, no, Ben, you don't have to buy this game, which is something oh, we're yeah. be, something we're gonna be talking about, which is the the biggest news, and the, but we'll get to. it. Yeah, we'll get to it
2: after we'll get game to it after we're, we're done um
1: so avowed is next uh. yeah, I got a great a great uh, t- uh, tone piece but i just don't know what the game is but yeah um, no. it's obsidian who who it's, it's kind of sad because obsidian is always under the shadow of bethesda because bethesda makes fallout and elder scrolls and obsidian gets tasked to making like the side games like they made fallout new vegas which is a lot of people's favorite uh, fallout game including mine but they don't get to make the big games right so this looks like their attempt to finally make their own skyrim and when obsidian gets yeah. to do their own shit much like grounded when they're not just tied to being the b team that gets thrown the side stuff uh because they're super talented um, it, like this and grounded, like I'm, I'm so excited for the future of them. Like, this looks like another, it's, it's an open world fantasy game. They've already said what mm-hmm. it is. But, um, I just, I believe in that team so much to finally be given, uh, the reins to do their own thing. Uh, yeah. like grounded, like are totally different games. Uh, yeah. but like, oh, look at
0: that super duper. But, but seeing a avowed, cause even in the, the presentation, they're saying, Oh, if you're wondering where our next big RPG is, here it is. I what? mean, yeah, it's just a trailer shot. It's just a, a trailer shot. Some like some narration. We get something. We get like a, a sword, glowy thing, some magic stuff with the one hand. It looks a lot like Skyrim. You yep. hear this, like this looming monster coming at you. It, for me, it's like, oh, oh, what is that? I want to see what this is, and I'm very interested in Avowed. So I really hope Avowed has comes out. comes out to and blows everyone's expectations because I yep. would love to
1: play something like Avowed. Yeah. yeah man. Oh, Obsidian uh-huh. also made um um the Outer Worlds, which is that DLC oh, game. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're working hard. Mm -hmm. um uh, crossfire x this one's so interesting because this was a trailer for the single player campaign for a game that is that came out last year right right uh crossfire x is a is a counter strike a very tactical first person multiplayer shooter only multiplayer they got remedy the creators of alan wake and control and quantum break to make the the single player portion of this game that's that's the game's already out and people play it and it's totally fine people think the game is average right but yeah. remedy this awesome 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 team is making this 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 campaign so everyone's like well shit there's no reason not to play it um they, it looks cool like th- this this campaign trailer looked cool but again like i know people don't really care for that game so i'm like i hope well i hope the gameplay is good then because yeah. if the core gameplay is not good then like remedy can't say that a story is not going to save bad gameplay uh, yeah. Again, it's just fascinating that this is this is even happening. It's mm-hmm. it's weird. And then Psychonauts 2. Has Nobody played the Psychonauts
2: mm-hmm. games. No, no I, I haven't. I've
0: I've heard of Psychonauts. I've heard how it's beloved because of the characters of the story, uh, like just the 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 banter. It's a really good platformer. So Ryan, and a lot you've of... Ryan, you've played it. You
1: yeah. played it, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. it's a cult, it, it is a cult classic, and it is like a fun. It is a a very Hmm, how do I describe it? Like, you go inside people's brains and you platform in their memories and their brains and you learn stuff about them. It's it's very, very charming and it's very witty and very, like, how do I, I guess I'm trying to like, like a Taika y t d s Like, it's very witty, very charming. Um, The first one came out, like, 15, the first one came years. out on the original xbox yeah it's been like almost 20 years so like... i know
0: I, I remember when they were talking about fans like back in the day when i was watching Play when Play was doing their big e3 videos or their not their videos their big e3 shows mm-hmm. people would talk they would mention is like hopefully we can get psychonauts 2 because a lot of other fans have been begging for a psychonauts 2 kind of like how i've been begging for a Mega man legends 3 it's uh, like now they're
1: not sell well that's why yeah
0: yeah, but now they're finally getting Psychonauts too, and I'm happy for those fans.
1: Um, Microsoft bought Double Fine, the creator of that studio, um, and and it's really nice because uh, uh, um, the, cre- the 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 head of the studio um, he was like, I got to be honest, it's really nice making a game and not worrying if I'm gonna be homeless the next month after it comes out because Microsoft bought us, and I can just make a game and know I have financial stability. And I'm like, man, I never really thought about that way because like some a lot of developers get like picked up by big studios and they like, sometimes lose what makes them special, but at the same time, um, not being homeless is awesome. So, yeah, like, right. really nice when companies, again, I'll talk about it at the end, but Microsoft is probably the best the best studio right now, especially what they're doing with Game Pass, uh, but they are allowing their their uh, their their companies to just do whatever they want, like Psychonauts. Right. Uh, so this as, is a cult classic game that's finally getting a sequel. So, as
2: we've alluded to, every game that was announced will be available on the Xbox Game Pass.
1: Every single game that we talked about today, you can play for $15 a month. The, yeah. the the magnitude that this is not making news is staggering to me because I know certain certain video game personalities have made videos of going why aren't more people talking about this yeah. Halo Infinite every single game we talked about for the last thirty minutes is free if you have a subscription this, right. Microsoft is doing the Netflix of video games and it is it is baffling that more people don't care or know about it because you could buy an Xbox One for two hundred bucks and have almost you have all the Halo games all the gears games. Like 200 other games that are first party and third party, you can play half the Assassin's Creed games for 15 bucks a month. And that includes Xbox Live and Game Pass, not not one or the other. That's the ultimate deal. Um, It is so I don't it's it's also troubling for Microsoft because I love that they're doing this. It is so great. But they've just told me that I never have to buy the next Xbox because almost all of these games are on my Xbox and on my PC. And that's awesome. That's them telling me, we don't need you to buy another console if you don't want to. You can play our games. And that is so sweet, and that is so amazing for a company to do that. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's why Halo Infinite looks as as generic, not generic, here's why Halo Infinite does not look like a next-gen console. Next-gen console game, right? That game looks like it come out right now. You know why? Because it is. Because you can play that on your Xbox One when it comes out. Yeah. they have when you have the Xbox One X which is a brand new console right and that, that is ten out of 10 level graphics and you have the Xbox One a 7 year old console they have to make that game for the 7 year old console still because it has to do, it has to work for all the games ps5 games do not work on ps4 games on ps4 consoles right that's why the ps5 is going to look better than the xbox one for for at least the, the launch and that's that's a that's a thing that i'm okay with it's a it's a thing that console people are not okay with i know xbox fans are kind of mad but at the same time I, why are you mad when you don't have to spend $600 dollars on a new console? They're giving you all your games right now. Yeah
2: still. I look at it like that actually kind of gives me incentives to get an Xbox series X because I, I pay for it 600 bucks maybe and then 15 dollars a month forever. Yeah, I just pay for it's, itself.
1: yeah it's it is truly the best it is the best um, deal in entertainment more than Netflix, more than anything the the amount of the amount of games on game Pass right now. And all, all 22 of these first-party, third-party huge games you do not have to buy. That's crazy. That's funny. the other
2: thing. The third-party games, the ones that could also work on the PS5, are yeah. going to be available on the Game Pass.
1: Yeah. Um, Microsoft is, is, is truly doing – and it's funny because when the Xbox One was coming out, they wanted to do online only, and everyone was against it. I don't know if you guys remember this. Seven years ago. Well, I remember. I yeah. remember. Microsoft has always been forward-thinking. Because if you think about we – are, we are always online. The internet is always on, right? Like, if, you have, if you're a PC gamer, you have been used to this for, for 15 years now, being always online, right? The fact that Microsoft has been trying to be future-proofing for almost a decade, and we've just said no, uh, just shows, like, man, this honestly, the industry can be in such a better place than when it was if we just accepted the future early. Like, if we accepted the Xbox on, online o- always thing, because that's what we do now. That's how it is now. That's just how it is. Your Xbox or your PlayStation is always connected to the internet, right? You're always getting updates, why were not we doing this earlier? We should have been well, doing it earlier.
2: So, in 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 fairness, there is the argument against streaming, which is that you're basically just borrowing something for as long as they have the license. 100, that's true. So, you know, there there is kind of that, which is why the curated streaming services came about. Although HBO Max for some reason loses movies all the time. Oh, um, they're, they're weird, yeah. Um, so there is kind of the way way of like, I would like to own my game. I would like to make sure of that course. I will have it forever.
1: But if we're, looking at, if we're looking at games now costing $70, because that's the reality we, we are living in. Games are going to cost more because, spoilers, games should have been $70 a long time ago. Developers spend way too much time and don't get paid enough to have these games beat $60. That's why there's so much bullshit DLC, because that's what pays for it. It's sad. Our industry is, industry is terrible. We got to fix it. But all these games are $70, right? So I'm going to be paying um, $70 22 times. So I'm going to be spending $1,500 to own all these games or $15 bucks a month. I don't care if I don't own those games. I can't afford all those games with yeah. 50 bucks a month. So like, it doesn't bother me that I can't own these games um, because I, c- I can never afford to anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just look at this thing. I'm like, this just looks, it's like a gift. Microsoft is doing the best deal in video games. PlayStation cannot compete. Just they have nothing that competes even close to it. Um, and I'm wondering if they're going to try, um, but man, Xbox, like this next generation, like I might be an Xbox boy because I love PlayStation, but man, they're, they're giving me a lot of incentives to, to stay with yeah. an Xbox. I think for me, the, PlayStation first-party games still kind of outweigh the
2: Xbox yeah. 3 party games. I, yeah. I
0: agree. Yeah, I, I, games. I don't. Um, I I skipped the PlayStation Three. I after I saw that whole debacle of the PS3, I skipped it. But I went well, after I when I took out my PS4, I'm like, I'm a full-on PlayStation boy. PlayStation Nintendo. Those are those, that's my home. I I'm happy with those game? consoles. Hmm?
2: We're all PlayStation bitches. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but if there I... are times where I'm I'm yeah. Yeah. PlayStation has not sponsored us to say that. <laughs> but there are times when I'm watching the Xbox stuff like seeing how pretty Halo is, seeing Avowed, how cool Avowed's probably going to be,
1: and all these other games I'm like hmm maybe just Dude, just like, maybe watching watching that Halo Infinite reveal and you know like when he goes up the elevator and it's like wow, this is supposed to be an impressive shot. It wasn't. Because when you watch that PS5 reveal event and you see what the Horizon sequel looks like. Oh god. Like, are you, dude, are you kidding me? Oh, and God. that's again, that's the problem because when you build something for the PS5, you're only building it for the PS5. When you're mm. building Halo Infinite, you're building it for a seven year old console. True. And that yeah. just sucks. That just sucks. Uh, and again, graphics aren't everything, but no, they're not. Uh, but they're the, the kind on, of, important the of important in moving forward a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. We are now at San Diego Comic Con
1: 2020.
2: Comic Con at home. Um. First of all, what do we think? Did we watch any panels? What do we
1: think about over this overall? I mean, I definitely saw more panels than I would have normally, so that's nice. Um, yeah. I watched uh, I watched the Constantine panel, uh, and Keanu Reeves was there. Keanu Reeves showed up to a bunch of panels, which is nice. He's a, he seems like a nice guy. But yeah. um, I watched the Bill and Ted one, the Constantine one, um, the New Mutants one was good. Um, what else? Um, oh, I watched I did watch the Zack Snyder one because I was I was very interested in that one. So and... The
2: Zack Snyder one that's Justice Con.
1: Justice Con, yeah, and um. Yeah. Like like uh whatever I think about that dude's movies, like that dude clearly loves loves making movies and like I'm I am becoming more of a fan of the Snyder cut coming out, despite the people. Uh I'm more excited about that coming out because like I don't, you guys didn't watch it, right? okay, so I did. Okay. Um I
2: I found it insufferable. Oh wow. Um, okay. So so for me, not necessarily Zack Snyder, even Ray Porter. I only saw saw the spotlight on Ray Porter and the spotlight on on uh Zack Snyder. Um, I it's my thing, kind of like even with San Diego Comic Con, I don't like the moderators, Uh, nobody knows how to moderate a a video, a video thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, so those were always kind of like hard to watch. Um, but I'm becoming the opposite with the Snyder Cut. I don't think I can ever give it a fair shake because of how insufferable I think the Snyder cult is becoming. Yeah, every day it's something else that they are just like. Like like Zack Snyder's whole spotlight is like what they wanted to be a comedy like oh this why why do they want my movies to be funny it's like dude it's just just well,
1: well see I like I I get it I get it but like I'm trying I'm trying to be because like I've already been so negative like what's the, what is no point in just being more negative like I am I'm trying to I'm trying to view it from a different perspective because we're getting it no matter what there's no point in denying that's coming out or anything right so I'm trying see, to but be... that's
2: not that's not what I'm th- saying is I'm just kind of saying like. It's it's because my bias has become so deep that oh, I don't yeah. think I don't think I will ever convince myself that it will I will ever look at it objectively and be yeah. able to separate like Rise of Skywalker I can't separate the behind the scenes stuff for this it, it looks like it would be another situation where I'm like I can't separate what yeah. what I what I've seen what I've been experienced what I've experienced with this this product
1: yeah um I do think the well, first of all, we're not fans of Zack Snyder's aesthetic in his movies. So, like, but but it is a different situation than than the Skywalker. They're a very mm-hmm. different situations. Zack Snyder got his movie taken away, and his movie is completely different. Like, it was Zack Snyder's vision. So so he, did not have a vision. So, as as far as like, he got it taken away.
2: He admits he decided to leave. It was his yeah. choice to leave. Understand. Um, but I but he did say that like, you know, uh, it wasn't his time. He didn't pick Joss. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I,
1: I agree. It's just that what fandom you, what, is just no. I get it. What I, what I mean is, it's like I am I'm always a fan of of people getting to complete the work that they wanted to complete, and sure. just, it's clear that he has a passion, and it's clear that he he is working on it a lot. And like we saw, like a couple seconds of footage of people went crazy for. It. I'm like, good for you. I'm happy you have it. Um, I am just I am really excited to see what what the movie we were supposed to get is, even if it's a movie we don't like. Mm-hmm. even if it's a movie we don't like it's the movie that should have come out because whether we like just justice league or not that movie is a a frankenstein of something uh and i'd rather i'd rather have someone's bad vision than a shitty corporate mishmash because at mm-hmm. least i at least i know what your intention was and your art was uh yeah. and i don't like Zack snyder's art for a lot of time but i respect it because that dude at least tries because justice yeah, league I, is the movie it's not trying it's, it's not so much a, it's not
2: so, my statement is not so much a indictment of the of him or even the snyder cut it is just my my bias just now runs so deep.
1: No, I I get it. I'm just I'm 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 not it's, there. And now it's I think kind
2: of, it's kind of like I feel like I'd be doing the movie a disservice. Like it's not fair to that product, that movie, that yeah. I wouldn't be able to look at it with an objective eye.
1: Yeah, I uh, I can definitely look at it objectively and still say it's bad because if it's like BVS, then I just don't think it works. But like yeah. I I am past the point of being like just. Uh, just, i just i i want to, i just want to see it i am i am curious to see it because maybe there's my... no, there no joss whedon footage at all yeah. at all in this movie and that is fascinating to me how do you make a movie that okay again we're getting another justice league movie yeah that's exciting to me no matter it doesn't even matter if it's zack snyder or not we're getting another justice league movie when we weren't going to so like it's i'm excited for that
2: yeah um yeah i i it's just kind. Of, it just kind of comes into like maybe my feelings will change in twenty twenty one. Like it's a year yeah. away. Yeah. Um, maybe my feelings yeah. will change. Maybe the Snyder cult will tone it down because no, they're they,
1: just no, because the Snyder cult has turned into the Ayer cult in the Ayer cut. It's well, never. It's, gonna, it's not going so, go away. It, it's so. The problem is they won. That's
2: the problem. They won. They want. They have. They have just. I just don't understand how like they look at Zack Snyder as a messiah. They look yeah. at him as like. He can do no wrong. He's the only person who gets me. He's my friend. He was robbed. And I was just like, guys. And I get it. It happens on the MCU side,
1: too. I get yeah. it. But all of it needs to stop. No, I agree. Um, anyway, ben, ben, real quick, you say something about Slender Cut. <sighs> that's it. I, I got nothing. <laughs> I
0: mean,
1: I'm, I'm I, excited I, to see more Henry Cavill as Superman. Cause like sure, me he too. up in that black suit and he's he is like, What's up? I heard you know about me. And I'm like, Cool. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, I, I feel like I could still be objective about it because I do want to see it. I mean, the fact that it, it now officially exists and we are gonna get it. I wanna see it. I wanna see how different it is If it is a better movie, cool. But if it's a worse movie, then sorry, it's a worse movie than what we got originally. I mean, yeah, as Brian, as you as, said, that as the weekly planet likes to say. It would be hard to make it worse. True. But we don't know because we haven't seen it. I mean, the Snyder cult cult people, they're going to probably love it no matter what. They're just that ingrained into it. You know what? I'm honestly glad they got it.
1: No, I am too. Like, seriously.
0: So, I mean, I just want to wait until it comes out so I can finally watch it. And then I'll give my... I'm definitely not going to be like that one person that Brandon tweeted out saying that... um, no matter what, they're going to give a bad review for it. That I feel that's still that's unfair to any movie that comes out. You may not like yeah, the director. It has a lot
2: to do with the Rotten Tomatoes of it all. And but yes, yeah. I agree. But like, but that's kind of where I'm coming from. Is like, well, I agree that she shouldn't be saying that, I don't know if I could give it a good review at this point. True. I just have to.
3: Yeah, you know,
2: but it's at not, least, but it's not fair. Brandon, at
0: it's least not fair. Yeah, but Brand, at least you're, um, at least you're humble enough to actually say that instead of someone saying, "Oh no, this is that." I'm just going to get a bad review because f this movie. Yeah. It's like you haven't even seen it yet. Okay. Um so Comic-Con happened at the same time Justice
2: Con was happening. Let's be honest, that was bigger. No, I'm kidding. Um
1: mm-hmm.
2: in uh some of, as I kind of expected, it wasn't going to be like an announcement con like it normally is. Um, a lot of the big guys pulled out.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Cuz they were going to do it. And what's Marvel going to show us? They've been put they pushed their entire slate. DC's got DC fandom coming out. You know, they weren't um,
1: we weren't going to get a lot. With sports back, um I heard one of my Twitter rumor people said um, there could definitely be some uh, eternally good news appearing on sports sometime soon. Ooh. Eternally wink because you know sports and, and Marvel trailers they go hand in hand sometimes. That's true. Um,
2: one of the trailers that was released for Marvel, as we were talking about, is Helstrom, the Hulu yeah. original series. I was I liked it. I was surprised the Marvel logo doesn't show up once.
0: I'm not. <laughs> i didn't even know it was marvel i was like
1: oh cool a new show on hulu probably not gonna watch it i think that's what they want you to think yeah no marvel has cut ties um if this isn't a one season show i would not be surprised regardless of i mean like if like they got they 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 meet the deadline just enough before like all the rights went back right so they got their they got the tv show made but now who knows if a second season will come out um that being said um i think this looks all right I think this is a show I would definitely watch. I think the aesthetic is super cool. This is a type of Marvel that we do not see at all in the MCU. And there's definitely a lot of gruesome, dark magic, uh, serial killer, demon, Satan shit happening in the Marvel universe. His name is Satan. It's like, is, 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 he's, he's Damon Hellstrom. He's the son of Satan. Um, I'm very excited for the show. Like, I. I think the, the trailer gave me just enough to believe it's gonna go the dark places I want it to. Mm-hmm. Like I said it give me like Hannibal vibes, it's obviously not gonna be as good as Hannibal. Nothing could be as good as Hannibal, but like give me that like dark serial killer, like like, oh, these are all bad people involved, and we're following a bunch of bad people. Like, uh, and it's a Marvel show, but it's not really, but it is. Um, I'm I'm in.
2: Yeah, I think was, I think it looks pretty good. Is this Hulu? I'll check it out. I got Hulu. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah, Ben, you're not into the spookies. It's not written by Stephen King, so.
2: Lock and keys coming, buddy. Don't worry. It is coming. Um, here's an extra one for you, Ben. The Dragon Prince has been greenlit for four more seasons.
0: Oh my god, that's so many. Oh, that's a lot of seasons. It is a lot of seasons. It's a oh my god. Oh. Do that right now? A three. three. What? Three seasons. I feel like we just talked about that show. Oh my god. No, I haven't talked about the show since like February when it came out, or January even. Oh, so the that's my next- I mean. <laughs>
2: The next title will be will be the next. So it's it's got chapters like Avatar The Last Airbender because it's mm-hmm. written by the same guys. Um, the next book will be Earth. Yay. So there, I, there, I, you got four more of those.
0: I, 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 hey, I love The Dragon Prince. It's one of my favorite Netflix animated shows. It's a great family show. It's a great fantasy show. It has a lot of good representation in there. You've you got... Watch Bolshan, you son of a bitch. He'll get there. Sorry. Go get I'll there. get there. No, just the dragon. The the, how Dragon Prince season three ended. I was hoping there's gonna be a third season. Now that I'm finding out that we're getting four more, I'm like yes, because there is more story to tell. Because when it ended, there's like there's still more story to tell, and there's like a bit of a cliffhanger for the main villain. So it's like I want to see what happens next. How essentially a giant ass war ended in season Mm. three, and I want to see what happens afterwards. The the rebuilding of the world, the rebuilding of the kingdoms, and how humans, elves, and dragons can live together as one. And I'm getting it, so I'm excited. Hell yeah, Dragon it'll, Prince! So
2: it'll run up its entire series, <laughs> finish its entire story with season seven. Um, yes, getting more Dragon Prince. I'm excited. Speaking speaking of early renewals, The Boys was renewed for season three already. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah,
1: more bad boys.
2: Yeah, so The Boys was released for season three already, as well as a new after show was announced called Prime Rewind, inside The Boys with the with the Isha Taylor.
1: Okay. Aisha oh, Tyler. Yeah, I, watched, I watched the boys. The boys one too, and Aisha Tyler was the moderator for that.
2: Yeah. Sorry, someone's yeah. coming in my office. Um, <laughs> thank you, sweetie. Anyway, sorry. I was just getting some water. Uh, water. <laughs> it's Kool Aid. <laughs> Do you remember that thing with the guy? You should a whole thing of Kool Aid. You <laughs> should a whole gallon of Kool Aid. I can actually go for some Kool Aid right now. Let's hot right. here. Anyway, Star Trek Prodigy. So here's kind of my thing with like the whole, real quickly, here's kind of my thing with the whole uh, uh, con atmosphere this year. Star Trek Prodigy was announced, but the trailer for Discovery Season 3 wasn't. That show's coming out soon. Is it? Yeah. Season 3 has been done for a year. Holy shit. So that show's coming out soon. You got Star Trek. We we know that Star Trek uh, Lower Decks is coming out next month. There's no trailer for Prodigy, right? No, there was no trailer for Prodigy. No, it was, it was just the announcement. So they, but they just announced the title of the Nickelodeon animated series, Star Trek <laughs> Prodigy. And I'm like, show us something. When does lower decks come out? August 6th. Oh, okay. That's okay. Then we did get the first scene for that series, by the way, which was, oh. looks really, looks oh. really funny.
1: <laughs> my favorite, that's my favorite thing about Star Trek, it's a comedy. Um, yeah. I watched uh, the, the, the first two mutants of New Mutants. Um, they they put this first two mutants and a new trailer. You said
2: the first two mutants of new mutants. Yeah, you did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Two minutes of the new mutants
0: trailer. Oh, oh, uh, I just have to mess up something now and then we're going to get a bingo. (laughs)
1: That's a bingo. Uh,
2: Yeah, I think I thought that we'll talk about it in a bit, but I thought that looked really awesome. Um, Yeah, okay, so Star Trek Prodigy, it's about how this guy's like, let's steal a starship, also in the best. Cool. Um, But it is... Is it uh, Wesley? (laughs) Right. It is written by uh, um, the show, Some of the writers from *Trollhunters*.
1: Okay. okay.
2: Which is an anime series on on Netflix that I love. So hey, could be good. Speaking of things I love, *Adventure Time: Distant Lands* announced what the second short was going to be. So the four short shorts—they're forty-five minutes. What am I doing? Uh,
0: so special. Four special new
2: specials on HBO. We've already on HBO Max. We've already seen *Email*. The next one will be called *Obsidian*. And this one is going to be about Princess Bubblegum and Marceline pre and post the, the end of the story. So if you know what that means. I know what that means. Uh, and it's, they're going to the Glass Kingdom. the right. Kingdom. When did they come out? We don't know. It's just said it coming soon. We got a poster. And it said coming soon.
1: Man, they're cool. pumping those out because that, that Bima one came out recently and then this one. That's cool. Yeah. All
2: right. I, I like the Bima one. So yeah, bring it. Bring it. Especially with Marceline and Bubblegum. Mm-hmm. His Dark Materials released a second season trailer.
1: I I definitely watched it. and I definitely know what's going on. I, I, <laughs> I mean, watched it. I'm like, okay. I don't know what's going on. Are I want to see that now? first. I really yeah. want to see
2: that first season. I heard it was good. I
0: yeah. forgot that Lin-Manuel Miranda was in there.
1: So did
2: I. I, I, th- I, love, I love seeing Daphne King get older. Daphne, Daphne King.
1: Dude, she said like she would love to come back in his X twenty three. Of course, like what actor wouldn't want to come back to a cool role? But I'm like, just do it.
2: Just do it. Just don't She's do Wolverine. Just, Just do
1: X-23. You, you can have Logan, but screw Logan. Just make X-23 Wolverine. Do it. Do it. All
2: right. Anyway. The Walking Dead, The World Beyond. So I thought this looked pretty good.
1: I was shocked how much I liked this trailer. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So. yeah. Ben. Yeah? yeah? No, no. I was I'm impressed. I might actually...
0: I pro- if you guys say it's good, I'll probably sit down and watch it. because Honestly, I, I kind
2: of want to check it out.
0: Yeah, because I like the premise. It's about the kids who've been in the zombie apocalypse for over ten years, and they're gonna like, go cross country. It's like the first new generation. Or something. Yeah, yeah, they're the first
1: new generation. So it's like you know what? Okay. I think, I kinda what really, it. what really struck me about it, besides the um, uh, besides it focusing on a lot of young people, was a lot of the imagery. Like it, it 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 looked different than the Walking Dead generally looks. It looks like a lot better and it's a lot more like beautiful, like beautiful. Like crazy scenery, like there's the, the the zombie opens his mouth and the bees come out. Oh god! And walking, like, like that,
0: you can god. actually see
1: the um beehive in its skin. Yeah. Word, um, that there was some like really striking. Again, I bring up the Last of Us, but like really striking, like um, like a uh, uh, world storytelling with like what happens like with some of the zombies and like this yeah. is like a different take of The Walking Dead. I did that because like I've been kind of done with that show and the second show. Mm. Also, there's a third show. I think. This is the oh, third show. This, okay, this is the third show. Yeah. This one is the one where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm on board. I might I might. It's going it to out. be a
2: two-season event series. That's cool. Okay. And uh, it's going to start on October 4th. Yeah, I, I'm going to check it out.
0: Yeah, now having it being a two-season event series also kind of made me happy because they want to tell a set story. Yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong because, like, you have Walking Dead. It's based off comic book. The comic book's uh, going to end eventually. It's we'll-
1: year, so, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah but then you keep getting like show like seasons where the, the quality just dips
2: and all of same, them
0: after one. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get because I, I feel that for a lot of shows that's happened. Sometimes you get like amazing seasons, the quality dips and then sometimes they could recover. But the fact that they have, we're going to do two seasons. We're gonna have a set story. That's it. We know what we want to do. I'm like, that's good. They know what they want to do and we're mm-hmm. not good. It's not going to just constantly keep going and going and going, and going, and then you get sick and tired of the damn thing.
1: Me.
2: So another new show coming to Amazon Prime is called Utopia. They released yeah. a trailer for this one This has John Cusack in it. Uh, it's going to come out in fall 2020, and it's based off a British comic book of the same name.
1: Uh, it's also based off a television show that's already come out in Britain. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you guys know what this is actually about. This is awesome. This is about a world where, um, Uh, there's, um, hold on. I, hold on. I was, I was getting it mixed up with crossover, um, the comic book event, but it's the same premise. There's a comic book that has predicted the future and the sequel comic book is not out yet, but it's, but bad things are happening in the world. And these people are trying to find this comic book that predicts the future. That is so cool.
2: I'm stoked. I'm so stoked. Um, What a cast. What a cast.
1: Yeah. I, a part of me wants to watch that original British show, but also it's like, no, I don't want to be ruined, but like, it's already. Like, it's already, it's like The Office, like it's based off something. So, I'm yeah. um, I'm very curious. I think the premise is super cool, and I love John Cusack.
2: Yeah, uh, as we talked about, New Mutants uh, released the first two minutes of the movie. Yeah, uh, because they're going to do that from now on on Quibi, <laughs> it's gonna come out in 90 years. Um, no, looks great,
1: man. Yeah, um, are we talking about the trailer during trailer talk? No, this is it now. Okay, we're okay, cool. Yeah, um, again, man, another new trailer and just like more footage that's like, man, this looks good. But well, did you see the magic slicing up those she, zombie things? She not only slices through them, she comes through a portal because that's what she does. She can create portals, yeah. And so she comes through the portal, and then there's some crazy shit. And in the end, it's just a giant demon bear, and I'm just like, oh, like, come on! <laughs> it's not coming out next month, you liars. I
2: know, seriously. I expected the new date to pop up at the end.
1: It, it was cute of them to like go through all the dates. Yeah. Um that, really um, that movie's not coming out in a month. I I'm sorry to tell you, but. I really want it to. I it looks really good.
0: I'm excited. We, how long we've been waiting for this damn movie for years? They can't do, uh,
1: they can't do digitally because of the Fox deal. So yeah. like, we're just. It's just it. It's Christopher Nolan. It's never coming out.
2: <laughs> Christopher Nolan took New Mutants until he gets down. yeah yeah. <laughs> um, it's like maybe it's not even a real movie. Maybe it doesn't exist.
1: It's just yeah. It's all fake footage. the biggest. Right.
2: So the. Probably the biggest announcement happened with Bill and Ted. I think um, <laughs> Bill and Ted Face the Music dropped their new trailer and revealed that they will be coming out on the same day on VOD and theaters. What was what was the day again? Um, that is October. Sorry, September first.
1: September, September, yeah. October. Oh, Excellent. All right. Um, that's great. Um, really, wh- no one else. Who, is go- who, 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 no. <laughs> All right. Um, I've never seen it. What what uh, companies is it? Warner Brothers putting this out? Who puts this oh, out? Orion. 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 They okay, just so about Chucky. Okay, so uh, okay, so they don't—they're not tied to like a huge company. where like, they don't mind putting it on VOD because Bill, this is a big movie. This is not oh, like a low- Universal, Universal. Universal is the, the major distributor. Okay, thank you. That's also oh, okay. okay, um, so Universal is allowing this pretty big movie to go straight to VOD. Um, they did they do trolls too? Are they trolls?
2: Yes. This yeah, is This is this. This is the reason why AMC got pissed off.
1: That's right. Um. I'm. I mean, hey, I don't want to go to a movie theater in the next couple of months. And if you mm-hmm. uh, if you let me view a movie, uh, I'll view it. I'll give me. I will watch Bill and Ted in the the, the realm of my own home. My own yeah. home. I think that'd be nice.
2: I gotta I gotta watch the first two before I
1: watch this one. Yes, I, mean, you I do. I,
2: I think it I, looks pretty good, and I'm excited to watch the the originals.
1: I I from um I watched the the, the panel. Kevin Smith was the host. Um and you know that guy he loves everything. But mm-hmm. like the takeaway I got from the movie is that it's really really wholesome and it's really loving about family. Um, and I think that the the daughters are going to play a much bigger role than I thought originally. It's I it. think they're going to be going like on their own time travel journey. Yeah, making, no. making the journey from the first movie. I want to say. It, I want I didn't realize. I didn't
0: realize Samara Weaving was in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. From um, ready, ready or Not. Yeah, yeah. she's. Uh, yeah. Are we crazy. talking
0: about the trailer now? We're going to say that's the yeah, trailer talk.
1: now. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. No, because I'm actually because I think that was one of the things that Sparks was saying even that he wants the daughters to be a more prevalent role in yes. the film and. When I saw this trailer, it, I saw that, and I'm hoping to get that. And I also kind of like how both hit the both the daughters are kind of like Bill and Ted, yeah, because they're like, because they're like, because when they see him at the end of the trailer, when they're like, it's like Billy, Thea, they're like, dads. I gotta like,
2: say, yes. to get a little, Do you remember the dexter's Laboratory TV movie where he keeps going further into the future and teaming up with his future selves?
1: Does he have like a buff, buff, there's like a buff, there's
2: a there's a buff one, yeah. there's a skinny one, there's an old yeah. one. Um, it's it's them doing like alternate realities, but it's just all just different futures, just for yeah. the, in the future. I, uh, I, that. I got a I got a similar sense with watching this trailer that Keanu and um, what's his name I forgot his name Alex um, uh,
0: Alex Winter Alex yeah. Winter
2: will be going further into the future, seeing different versions of themselves.
1: I bet that it's not them who ends up writing the song. I bet it's their daughters who end up end and that's gonna be so sweet. Well, yeah. the fact we're we'll seeing death again. The original actor for
0: death and also the original actor of Ted's dad, yeah. seeing seeing him come back, I'm like, man, they're trying to get as many people as they can man, back
1: uh, uh, in. I love r- Death playing tetherball, and it's like scotch uh-huh. oh, He's yeah. cheating. Now, even
0: old Keanu Reeves and old Alex Winter, they still got it as Bill and Ted.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, um, he I. Has, here's me. Keanu hasn't done something like this in a while, like where he's straight, just goofy. He's kind of been. Yeah for the most part action keanu for the last like decade um so it's really kind of weird but also funny to see him go back to his roots of uh, being mm-hmm. just a goofball uh it's so weird seeing him without a beard because i'm so used to seeing him with a beard he's yeah, just like, yeah. oh, oh. John,
0: like in all of his interviews like, recently seeing clean shame keanu was weird. when i saw, when i saw him i was like
2: maybe he has a beard <laughs> maybe keep the beard yeah maybe keep the beard no, yeah. I'm, maybe I'm... neo maybe neo has a beard i'm just mm-hmm. saying
1: I, I mean, think he does. If I've seen behind the, the behind the scenes footage of Matrix Four, I think he does. Right. Well, either way,
0: I'm excited. I'm actually glad that um, they're doing this. They're saying, "Yeah, we're going to release it in theaters, but if it's not safe for people to go to theaters, you can still watch it at home for on VOD," yeah. which makes me happy because I'm probably going to watch it at home on VOD, and I'm just happy we're getting it. It's going to be most excellent. Speaking, and of- it's going to make me watch the original too. And I, you guys know, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is one of my favorite movies. So. I love it. Speaking of uh, Kevin Smith, we talked about
2: him a little earlier. Um, he had his he had his panel still at Comic Con. Um, I watched the whole thing, and uh, have you guys been watching Sun in Lockdown? Watching what? His his web show on TBS, Sun in Lockdown. No, I haven't. it's pretty, it's pretty funny. I'll
1: t- is it on um, YouTube?
2: Yeah. Then I'll watch it. Um, he he's he he writes this thing like as the quarantine during the quarantine on t- TBS. It's pretty good, but. Okay. Yeah, you know, he still did his panel at Comic Con. He he always does a panel at Comic Con, and instead of doing a and A because they pre-recorded all the panels, which is the first mistake, um, they uh, he talks about some of the new things coming up. One of the things is that he released the trailer for his new movie that he started years ago called Kilroy Was Here. His serial, it's yeah, yeah. It's a serial killer based off a, a real myth. Oh, is it? I don't know. Yeah, the, the Kilroy thing is like you know, you get the big nose and dripping down the fence and. Oh, I don't know this. No. Yeah, it's a, it's an a, a urban legend I think kids tell these days. All right. Maybe like just before Slenderman.
1: Oh okay yeah. Pre, oh. Pre, there's a pre Slenderman post Slenderman myth world.
2: Yeah, Um but I thought this looked pretty interesting. I you know Kevin Smith's kind of been doing his own thing and I, I respect it.
1: I here's a I, here's the thing I respect it too. I'm a I'm a massive Kevin Smith fan. I've seen all of his movies except Yoga Hosers because uh, I just heard it's just. Even if you like Kevin Smith, maybe that one's not not a good one. Uh, I'll probably watch it eventually. I I didn't get a lot from this. This is definitely a he made this movie with all his friends, because if you know his podcast, half of his podcast hosts are in this movie. Well, they, so you didn't watch this panel? I didn't watch this panel, no. So he
2: so he actually made it with those kids that are in the movie. So it was yes. for okay. a school, it was for a school project. Like he had gone to the school, helped them develop this movie, and then he directed it, which is why his okay. friends are, are in it.
1: That may okay, so that makes a lot more sense. Um, Then then a lot of my criticisms are kind of gone. No, this is kind of like a cool, like a, a, a co-opted made thing with kids. That's cool. Yeah. So he, uh, he it with those kids. Yeah, Um, I, I really like Kevin Smith and I like all his friends. So like I'll probably, uh, this looks more interesting to me than no yoga hosers. Uh, yeah. So I'll probably check it out.
2: The other big news that he dropped right at the last minute was that Mall Rats, Twilight of the Mall Rats, the sequel to Mall Rats, is in fact happening because Jay and Silent Bob rebooted so well.
1: Oh, I still haven't seen that either. Oh, Oops. I haven't seen. I need yeah. to see the reboot. I would say let's watch it together, Ben. But Nope, we can't. <laughs>
0: nope. I, I don't want to <laughs> get you sick, bud. I don't want to get You've you been sick.
2: Trying to do a sequel to Mallrats for years. Yeah, he mm-hmm. even tried to do a TV show with Universal, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. I saw
0: some of was I mean, Yeah, I mean Kilroy. I, at first, I was into it, but after a while, I was like, I don't know.
1: This it wasn't really doing much for me. It's definitely like, it is the lowest of low budget. Uh, and yeah. again, like I, I always, mean, I understand that. Yeah, I always appreciate a guy who just makes movies to make them. Um, I'll wait and see. (laughs) see. Which is is weird because
0: I actually did see Red State. I like Red State a lot. No, Red State is... I always have to remind myself that Kevin Smith made Red State. State. Have you seen Tusks? No, I haven't seen Tusks.
1: Where he turns uh, 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 Justin Long into a walrus? Yo! Yo, 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 that movie's nuts. He turns him into a walrus. I'm not joking. Based
2: off a Craigslist ad
1: based off a old podcast joke that they had like 10 years ago that slowly got turned into a real movie. Wow. It stars Johnny Depp. It's oh, a wow. wild movie. All right, I go. guess I gotta watch Tusks now. Yoga Hoses is a sequel to it. It is. Also has Johnny Depp in it. <laughs> Weird.
2: All right, let's get into some comics. So as we announced last week, Johnny uh, Cates is doing a crossover with all of his friends from God Country. Uh, we now know what crossover is. Um, they announced that kind of at his like spotlight panel. Um, it is going to be edited by Mark Wade himself and is That's about crazy. a comic book event.
1: Hmm? That's crazy. Cause Mark Wade is like one of the premier writer and like they're getting a premier writer to edit their book. I'm like, yeah.
2: awesome. um, uh, it's going to be about a comic event that got so massive that it broke through the reality of a comic book and into the real world. And now that, that event happened in the real world and kind of the, the ramifications of what a major superhero event would do in the real
1: world. Yeah, the 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 uh, uh, promo image was a kid reading a comic, and then like him literally being blasted away by the stuff coming out of the comic, like like uh, almost like Watchmen style of like disintegration. Um, and then they showed more panels, just like that happening even more. And I'm like, oh man, like I just, there's not enough info to know what kind of like is it all things? Is it like fantasy and sci-fi, or is it one genre? Um, yeah. It's very it's very curious, but it's got a great team. So they described it as a ongoing, not. Oh, I- I did not know that. Oh wow! So cool. more than six okay. issues. Good, good for good for uh, Jeff Shaw getting on, uh, getting on a book for to stay on a book.
2: Yeah, I love Jeff Shaw's art. Yeah, um, and I love everything Donna Cates writes. So well, hell, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> True, um, and then in the vein of Keanu Reeves, Oscar Isaac is getting into the comic book game. Oh and yeah, that, and I was at the legendary panel, Headwounds Sparrow is coming out it's a supernatural noir project created by bob johnson which is ter- which has been turned into a story by john alvary and developed by jason isaacs and john and jason spire For Sp- for isaac uh for jason oscar isaac not jason isaac oscar isaac um oscar Isaac's production company mad gene however it is not written by any of those people it is in fact written by brian buccioletto and hey. was drawn by christian ward
1: Yo, okay. Those are both tremendous people. Christian Ward just got an Eisner uh, for being the best artist of the year, or for best single issue, or whatever. Uh, Christian Ward is incredible. He's currently working on a Swamp Thing comic with James Tynan, the fourth. So I'm super excited about that. Um, I'm I'm all about it. I'm all about it.
2: Um, so it is, so it's been a, it was a collaboration story that Jason Isaac and his buddies talked about. Who? Hey, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Poe Dameron. Um, oh, there's the rumors of Poe Dameron show again. That's fun. Oh uh, no! No way. He will never do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is what this is what it reads. Follows uh, it, the book follows follows Girdrie, I think Girdrie's, um strange journey as he suffers a psychic head injury and becomes aware of a spiritual war raging outside the boundaries of human perception. Gurdry Guidre, maybe will have to find a way to save humankind while overcoming his own inner demons and lack of empathy. And no surprise, it is drawn to look like Oscar Isaac.
1: Yeah. um so this is again this is a all of this is getting turned into a comic book right yeah okay i'm just making sure it's not like a movie it's probably going to be a movie eventually well but... it's, it's being published by legendary okay so yeah they're yeah they're doing yeah. that they're doing that thing all right hey man i like i like oscar isaac i, I love uh, uh christian ward and i know brian buchelato is a gr- uh, really good writer most of the time so yeah. um his flash from, pretty good. yeah his detective comics short run is beautiful beautiful francis uh, francis art yeah.
2: um and then all we know about this is the name endless winter is the next dc comics event coming out in december we yeah. will know more at dc fandom
1: and so you got okay so you got um endless winter happening yeah. and you got dark ages happening at the same time i think that's funny you got the and king king and black would have ended and you got the king in black and the Batman who laughs happening around the same time too. I think that's yeah. lots of parallels happening, guys. Come on, originality.
2: So, yeah, endless winter, like whatever. I think this is 5G though. You think so? I think this this is what 5G has turned into. Not necessarily like the story, but yeah. I, I think what's what's happened is they've scrapped 5G altogether. It's never coming out. Those one shots are gone, and this is the event they're putting in the place.
1: Yeah, um, I do. I saw someone be like, man, this is probably not what the event is gonna be. It's probably gonna be way stupider, probably involving some ice age, but they just wanted all of the ice villains to team up and just take over the world together. Yeah. And it was like, yo, it's just Mr. Freeze and Nora and like Killer Frost and like all these seedless characters, and they just create a machine that turns the world to ice and they just rule it. And I'm like, yo, that sounds cool. They're definitely not doing that.
2: I'd watch I'd breathe the shit out of that story. Dude, right?
0: would,
1: you can have like, them like, control whole different whole-
0: parts. Yeah. Ooh. I want like Mister Freeze is at the ch- at the head of the table, in the North Pole, and yeah. he's sitting there like winter is here. Yeah, dude. Did you
2: see in Injustice 2, There's a fun line where um, where where uh, Mister Freeze is fighting of, of your hero, and Mister Freeze says, uh, "Tell Captain Cold, blah 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 blah." And then you and then when you fight Captain Cold, you like say you, you Captain Cold, you say it back, and Captain Cold's like, "Did Mister Freeze tell you to say that?" Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. That is um. Man, that yeah, those injustice games have some terrific uh, dialogue between each other.
2: Speaking of injustice, I didn't oh. put that on there. Uh, Tom Taylor did a, did, a, did a did a thing I found hilarious, which he's just like, "Okay, we're gonna tease something, guys. You ready? DC Comics, <laughs> I
1: from Batman saying if I like something involving like if I can go back, I would change things or something." And yeah. the letter I. So. 99% of people are going, oh, cool, more Injustice stuff, right? If it's not Injustice stuff, we're all going to be pissed. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? It's Why the exact same font. It's same the same font. Same... It's... That makes me so excited because I love Injustice, especially, like, the comics are great, but those games are so fun to play because it's Mortal Kombat with the DC characters, right? That's always been... I love those games. Um, oh, we can Injustice Mortal, Kombat, Mortal Kombat's DLC is, is out and it's done. Um, that means they're probably working on something right now. Ooh, boy. But it was just
2: the funny, like, before I realized it was Injustice, I was like, I are we gonna Aye. spell out the rest of it for the rest of the week? What's happening?
3: God. Yeah,
2: all right. Trailers, trailers that's basically all the thing, all the big deals from Comic Con and Xbox game uh, showcase. So mm-hmm. there you go. But we still have some trailers to talk about, some things that were not part of Comic Con they wanted to touch on. The, the first one being uh Bomb Rush Cyberfunk.
1: Yeah, this had a 15 second teaser trailer. Um, <laughs> and have you ever played Jet Set Radio?
0: No, nope, but I know people have, and I have seen clips of it. This looks exactly like Jet Set Radio, and it's definitely one of those games that a bunch of Sega nerds have been praying to the Sega gods above to bring back in some way, shape, or
1: form, and they haven't. Those cowards. Yeah, for no, for real, they're cowards. Like no, yeah. One of their coolest franchises, which is all about, um, it's like part Tony Hawk, um, um, part like, uh, graffiti game. Yeah. Uh, where like, yeah. you're doing tricks and you're grinding and you're running from the cops, but you're also doing sick art. Mm-hmm. um and it's like one of a kind and they made like a couple games of it it and was then, a cult
0: classic gone. it was a sega dreamcast cult classic like i mean i know people talk about how great of a game power stone is i mean of course you got like soul Calibur, sonic adventure whatever jet set radio has that that de- has set of fans where they will always pipe up it's like hey what about jet set radio and then everyone else is like oh shit we forgot about jet set radio how could we've done that <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then, and then it takes, unfortunately, like 20 years later for the people who played that game to grow up and make their own games. Now they get to make their own uh, that, that looks like it. It's just called something else because no it one else. It looks
0: exactly like Jet I mean, Set. Even when I saw the 15-second trailer,
1: I'm like, this is Jet Set Radio. It's this looks by, exactly like Jet Set. It's made by these guys who made this fighting game called Lethal League, which is a baseball fighting game. <laughs> it, it, it's literally like dodgeball where you hit a ball and every time you hit the ball it goes hard faster and faster until it hits you it's a baseball fighting game and it's dope uh so like i, tr- I definitely believe in this game like this is the next evolution of like them making bigger games uh mm-hmm. so stoked for it
2: um the next thing uh, that came out was tales of arcadia wizards this is something i'm very excited about i know you guys haven't seen the tales of arcadia animated shows on netflix um troll hunters is excellent three below is really good uh this is the final this is the final series the final uh part of the trilogy that brings everything together are they
1: are all of these like are they all super connected like the like the first show and the second show are directly connected or are they more just like they're in the same world they're directly connected okay because like uh-huh. i like uh i don't i haven't seen any show as i've seen like the trailers but they my, my memory's gone of them mm-hmm. um i don't remember the shows looking like this do they look like this yes the animation is is incredible because it looks good, and I like all the I like all the the villain stuff. I really like the villains. It so, gives me like cool avatar villains. Merlin,
2: you saw Merlin in this trailer. He's pl- he's played by David Bradley. Filch from yeah. Uh, the oh Harry yeah, Potter, I, he Potter said it. I was like, that's Filch. Mm-hmm. He was introduced in Troll Hunters when they had to fight Morgana. Okay, um, and then you realize there's some sort of history between the trolls and the aliens that we see in Three Below, and that's why Three Below is is a thing. And then so it's kind of that all takes place in Arcadia. Yeah. And it all introduces these new characters. Jim played by the late great all Anton right. Yelchin.
0: So, question, question. When you say Arcadia, do you mean like Arcadia, California?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The LA the LA River is where a troll is where a troll town is, is where a troll market is. Even better.
1: Is it considered post-apocalyptic? What is it? No, it's now. I don't even know what this show is. <laughs> no, because uh, the I reason, think, okay. I do on. think,
2: uh, Ben, yeah. I, I think especially you would like it, but I do think both of you would really enjoy this show. Yeah.
1: Oh, no.
0: After seeing this trailer, I was going to watch it because the reason why I asked about that is because there was a scene in the trailer uh, in like a modern setting, and then it said, you need to get back to Arcadia. I'm like, okay, does this actually take place in the city of Arcadia, California? Because yeah. if it does, that's wild. Um, Jim Lake,
2: played by the late, great Anton Yelchin, is the main character. He's, uh in this trailer as the tr- he's the troll
1: dude and the crystal thing um how many uh, years have passed from the last show do you know does it seem like is a is it like a lot or a little it looks like a couple, a couple not years? not
2: not many because claire and toby they're still pretty young and they okay. were in high school when we last met them okay uh That's the cool. first the first season of three below take place during takes place during the last half of the last season of troll hunters
1: that's cool. That's I uh, I really appreciate that a show can is like does, does that. It doesn't just do like oh here's season two of a show. It's yeah. Like no, we're doing a different show that's connected.
2: And so what happened was actually is what Anthony Eln's death um, affected the show's trajectory, and that's kind of what created the idea of like oh maybe three below, and then oh Wizards, and then Gu- Guillermo de Toro worked to interweave the the three shows in this in this shared universe, this connected franchise, uh, and now Wizards is is its endgame. Okay. Right? okay. Where everyone oh, comes together to fight uh, the tr- a troll who died in the first season of Troll Hunters. Um, there's time travel. It looks really good, and I've yeah. really enjoyed the shows.
0: The yeah, animation, well the animation actually does look solid. I also love the designs of the of um, uh, Merlin. I love his design with a staff. Yeah. The, yeah, he's uh, bat- such,
2: he's such a great character. Um, real quickly, uh, the the six eyed troll that's Kelsey Grammer. Um, oh. next to him, his, his is his brother Mark Hamill.
3: <laughs>
0: but nice. also just like the, the fight, like that giant sh- skull ship that just comes out of the sky and all these guy and all these like bad looking dudes just drawing their swords and about to fight. I was like,
1: this looks dope. Is there yeah. wizard stuff in the first show? Trollhunters?
2: Merlin is introduced when they have to fight Morgana. Okay.
1: Cause like, I just, I, for some reason, like my, I, I don't even know if I'm thinking of a different show because like, I just don't like, like I'm all about this show, but I'm just like, Oh man, I got to start from the beginning. All right, cool. Uh,
2: it, it's quick. It's easy to get through the short seasons, really.
1: Um in my life right now, I'm all about short seasons.
2: Except for the first one, which is 2026, 20, I think. Um uh, the, the next two are 13. Okay. Um yeah, I'm I'm really stoked. I'm I really, I really like those those shows. Um Gamba yeah. Toro, Mark Guggenheim, friend of the show, he's part of the creative team for this one. Yes. Oh nice. Um so yeah, I'm super stoked. Can't wait. That comes out in August. Um Digimon last evolution kizuna. Oh, uh,
0: this is going to make me cry.
2: Tears in my eyes.
1: Oh. This is the last story of Agumon and Tai. You better cry. This well, is the I've...
2: this is the definitive end to the first season crew. Oh, um,
0: has anyone watched the reboot of not yet. uh that yet oh, cuz it's on cuz it's on Verve. I could watch the subtitle version on Verve. I might start watching that. I've been waiting
2: but... till this movie drops. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Because I would rather finish my Digimon before starting. You would rather
0: finish one Digimon before starting. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I actually might start watching my original seasons that uh, that I was able to get from Brandon a few weeks ago. Yeah, I love that. Oh, I love that.
2: I love that original show. Season two, I think, was also pretty great. Try was excellent.
0: Oh, I still um, need to get that last movie for Try. I still don't have it yet.
2: But yeah, this is the this is the final movie of Ty and Agumon. the plot. Yeah, is basically and we, also
0: that. The, we also see that uh, we also see the new kids. We see V. Uh, the plot.
2: Um, Ben, so real quickly, Ben, the plot is that the Digimon and their Tamers are about to sever the connection Mm
3: -hmm. because
2: now they're getting too old. Um, And yeah, we do see the second season Tamers, which made me very happy because Try omitted them completely
1: and I was pissed. Mm -hmm. Is this not tied to those movies? No, it is. It's the sequel to Try. Okay. 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 Yeah. The animation is astounding, man. It looks so, it looks like really, really good.
0: It's funny because watching Try, I was talking to one of my roommates, who's also a big Digimon fan. It's, it's he straight up said that, no, Davis and the other kids are dead. Okay, no, they're at, not. At least, uh, no, they're not, thankfully, but it's, very, it's implied that
2: they are. And it, it is implied in the first Digimon Ave- the Adventures Tri movie that they have been killed by the, major, by the major villain of the series. At the end of the series, you realize what actually happened to them, and they're not dead. Awesome. But yeah, they were completely gone, and I was like, uh, "Where's Davis? Where's Ken? Where's Vemon? Like, oh, these characters should be involved because there's so many times in Digimon Adventures Try when it's just like, boy, I wish we had some help.' You do, mm-hmm. your neighbor, by the way. Can you hear the? the okay, I was wondering what was going
1: on. I was like, "It's a yeah. silent hill."
2: Okay, so <laughs> this is this is the the ice cream truck uh, that actually sells pot. All right, I'm coming over. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it, it, it does this. It does this uh, this uh, submarine thing that I, I find it, All right. Right. very. Because I was like, did someone hit a button or something? And then we're. I was looking something.
1: around, like, what did my cat do? <laughs> a lot of you who are just
2: joining us, uh, my look—it's hot. My AC's out, windows open. Sorry, it's hot. It's okay. it is hot. Yeah.
3: All
0: right, yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm very, very oh, excited. You put oh a you put a J-pop song in there. I'm in. Yeah, guys, I can't believe we didn't talk about. Oh, this might not be news, but it's new, but something to me that I'm really uh, excited about. I probably should have Go mentioned it. this earlier. Uh, Korra is coming to Netflix. Yes, it is. Yes, Legend it is. of Korra is officially coming to Netflix. So, That's Avatar The really awesome. Last Airbender, all four seasons of Legend of Korra are going to be on there. It's coming in August. So, it's coming soon. I am excited. I finally get to show Faye the sequel series that she's been dying to watch. Yay, more Avatar stuff, baby. Gimme, gimme, gimme. gimme.
2: Before you do that, watch Troll Hunters. Okay. Oh, okay, sure. Sure. If you want to.
0: Uh, I do think all you guys would really enjoy it. It's a no, great show. Uh, I, after watching this trailer for uh, for Wizards, I'm like, uh, yeah. no, I'm actually, I want to give the show a shot. Yeah. Um, okay. So Lovecraft Country. Oh.
1: I liked. I, I liked the first trailer. I, I love. This... I can't watch another trailer for this because it's going to show me too much. Because I this don't. show looks so good, I can't believe it.
0: I do not want to watch this like, any more stuff for Lovecraft Country um <laughs> uh, i thought i knew the first seeing that monster at the end of it was the nail in the coffin for i need to watch this show
1: I, this yeah.
0: looks phenomenal
1: uh it's based off a book and i do we know do we have when it's coming up Brandon? is it like super soon oh i don't know okay can you quickly look it up uh, on everything, because um, like it's based off a book, and I would I would really like to read this book because I th- I love the premise so much. Um, it's like like the class warfare, also like the racism, but also like the underlying like seedy uh, Lovecraftian cult aspects. Like like it's like it isn't the same type of show as Watchmen, but it has the same type of like gravitas and weight that like August. something like only HBO can give you. August sixteenth okay okay that's less than a month i'll see how long that book is because like legitimately like i am i am all about this premise and the fact that like maybe they didn't have to show the cthulhu monster but the fact that they did just just cements the type of show that this is you know what that kind of, you know,
0: not the cthulhu monster kind of reminded me of and how it got me hyped mm-hmm. it was the like the trailer for stranger things season three.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, the- we saw
0: when we saw the mind flayer in its full yeah. form and it's like full grotesque form it's like oh they got money now. Yeah, and we're um, watching this
1: shit. High budget Lovecraft monsters are not something you you really get to see in, in movies or television shows. Um, it's generally really low budget or or uh, man, what is a high budget Lovecraft movie? I can't. Don't I think like they've John ever made. Carpenter, like John Carpenter's in the mountains of or in the mouth of madness was 1995, and that was 25 years ago. So it's been 25 years since a good Lovecraft monster movie, um, or TV show. HBO uh, HBO's doing it. I am so excited. And again, it's HBO, so they're not going to shy away from like the racism or like the classism shit, uh, which is one of the reasons I want to read the book. Uh, I think this looks phenomenal, you guys. Also, Jordan um,
0: Peele um, is an executive producer. I want to support his stuff. I love his Jeremy
1: Smollett, who is Black Canary and Birds of Prey. She's in it. Yep. Hell yeah.
0: Um, the other thing is
2: uh, Rogue, uh, based off the X Men character. <clears throat>
1: no, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> um, no. Glad the- has a big movie. I'll say that about it
2: yeah it is megan fox versus lions i guess
1: it's yeah they're they're actually kind of reminds me of extraction a little bit like they're that there's this mercenary team to go they have to go get someone out from a bad place except in extraction they just deal with mercenaries here they're dealing with animals it reminded me a lot of extraction mixed with roar yeah the nicholas cage movie (laughs) oh uh
2: the the movie
1: oh the classic 80s movie where uh, people actually attack on set, yes. Uh, except I doubt that's happening on this Mega Fox movie
2: because oh, they're all CGI lions, but like, yeah, it looked like they're trying to do that, but safely, yes.
1: Um, man, the Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, I need to, I forgot that movie came out though, but that movie is about him fighting a bunch of animals too on a boat. Um, yeah, man, like I'm glad Mega Fox is getting a big movie. This movie looks fine. Um, it didn't do anything to really capture me. Uh, it does, it's not doing anything that I haven't seen before. Um, like even recently, again with like that Nicholas Cage movie. Um So like, I I, I want to give it the benefit of doubt for Megan Fox, but that's about it.
0: Yeah.
2: She, you know, I'm glad she's making a comeback, though.
0: I'm I'm, I'm glad she's in a good. role. I'm I actually glad she's in an action role with something that I've never seen her in before. Yeah. Where she's like, gun toting guns, ready to save people and fight a lion.
2: Hell yeah. yeah. Um, there's another Quibi original, The Fugitive. The I mean, Accurately, accurately should be said, the remake of the original 80s series, not uh, the Harrison yes. Ford yes. movie. When but it is, it is. And
1: it. You know what sucks is I think the cast is awesome. Uh, uh, Ho- uh, Lloyd Holbrook from from Logan is in it. Um, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen him in much since then. Uh, yeah, Keeper, we got Keep, Keeper Sutherland, yeah. He's and always, I, uh... and I haven't seen that original series, but I think that the Fugitive movie is awesome. That is a excellent Harrison Ford uh, uh drama thriller. Um, yeah. I don't want to watch this movie in 10 minute bits. I just, seriously. it hurts me. It hurts me that all oh, of these ideas God. that like, this looks good. I wouldn't mind watching this. in so to an hour chunks. I feel
0: Quibi is seriously killing itself because when I was watching this trailer, I'm like, this is. And they have lost 80% of their subscribers. Oh, base. I know. I know. I trial. know. But when I saw this trailer, I was like, "This looks like a very interesting movie. I want to watch this. It's on Quibi. I'm not watching a 10 minute air every day." I think legally no. has the show
2: because
1: it's.
0: 10 I'm legitimately
1: episodes. curious about the productions of of like, do you shoot them just like regular movies, or do you do you shoot for 10 minute scenes? I'm really curious because, I just don't. I, don't, I oh, do I even care? Do I really even care? Do you,
3: I,
2: don't I don't think you do, Ryan. I don't oh think you God. care. Much like YouTube Red has now put Cobra Kai on Netflix, I will wait for Quibi to go under and put their content on something else.
1: And I and I will watch that Cobra Kai show because apparently it's dope. I, yeah, I, I won't watch it too. I don't have a
2: YouTube. I mean I, I have YouTube, but I don't have YouTube Red. No, you yeah, Pay for it. No, thank you. Um okay. And then finally, this was actually one I saw at the last minute called True Seekers. Yeah. This is uh Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, uh, written by Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, Nat Saunders, and James Fenowitz um, so the synopsis reads "True seekers is a supernatural comedy series about a team of part-time paranormal investigators who team up to uncover and film ghost sightings across the UK, sharing their adventures on an online channel for all to see. However, as they stake out haunted churches, underground bunkers and abandoned hospitals with their array of homemade ghost detecting gizmos, their supernatural experiences grow more frequent more terrifying and even deadly as they begin to uncover a conspiracy that could bring about armageddon for the entire human race
1: yeah it kind of gave me like um like like a 21st century ghostbusters vibe like yeah. these like these like, guys doing it on their own and they actually discover shit um yeah. i'm into it like of course like i'll i anything those guys are a part of i'm in um it, it it's, looks not, really it's funny.
3: Lacking,
1: yeah it's lacking the edgar right but you don't always need him to to, to make everything great and witty yeah. um yeah like i'm I'm into, honestly, it's anything they do together I want to watch, if I'm being yeah.
2: honest. And, and it is them doing a TV series on Amazon Prime. Um yeah. And honestly, I like the look of it. I like the look of the ghosts, how they're like flickering in and out like a TV screen. Yeah. I like um, this. Yeah. yeah. I think that all, all looks really cool.
1: Yeah. What is it? Uh, uh, Hulu or Amazon? Amazon, Amazon Prime. Amazon, cool.
2: Yeah. Anyway, that's all the news, unless you guys want to talk about something else. I know Mag says uh, they're excited for uh, Infinity Train. I've never seen came- it.
1: I thought that came out already. Is
0: that that, on. That, hmm. is that that show? Is is it Life X or the animated show? No, that's, animated the, show. that's the
1: that's uh, the the uh oh uh, the, the what Sparks was talking about. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. That already came out or
2: something. All right, um, because there is no main topic, that's it. We're going to go into our book club now. That's um, our topic
1: for almost <laughs> three hours? There you go.
0: Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Shop. Yeah. Hi. Um. Do you have any? Books, uh, could you be a little bit more specific? Um,
2: anything readable?
0: Uh, Ben, yeah, take it away. So, my book club is Wonder Woman Earth One, Volume One by Grant Morrison, art by Yannick Paquette, and colors by Nathan baron This is another edition, and in... that's cookie butter, Ryan. Because I was no, doing... Wonder, Woman, Wonder Woman, Volume One, uh, okay. <laughs> this is another edition in the uh, earth one um series of graphic novels that are essentially um if you're not familiar with the earth one graphic novels that have been that have been being put out by dc recently it starts with superman batman teen titans wonder woman angry lantern it's essentially um remixes of their of their origin stories it's their early years as heroes and this is the first one with uh, Wonder Woman. Because funny enough, because we got Superman first, then Batman. And then after Batman was Teen Titans, mm-hmm. written by Jeff Lemire. So, and of you course, you know why? You know why? Because uh, it took Rank Morrison forever to finish writing this one. Rank Morrison is a slow as shit writer. Yeah, he is. And yeah. this, and I love these Earth One books so so much. This is one of my favorite. Every time a new Earth One volume comes out, I have to get a hardcover. I like Green Lantern it. coming out next month, baby. Hallelujah! Focusing on John Stewart. Oh. Yeah. yeah, Because they're all because it's all on the same Earth, and they take well, the stories. I, that, well, yeah, I, maybe. I mean, we're looking at Green Lantern, and that's a little. Hmm. There's
1: been no cross. There's been no official crossover. Yeah, there's been no official crossover. The only okay. wait, wait, when they do a Justice League, uh, or Earth One. Oh, oh you know what i take that back
2: yeah um because so superman multiversity, multiversity has a guidebook that has earth prime as the main earthman earth one this mm-hmm. earth and it says well this earth is still forming but the new characters blah, blah blah so
0: yeah Multiversity also, guidebook maybe and also in a superman volume in earth one volume two if you look at the daily plan thing there's actually a snippet of the batman oh. yeah but anyways so yeah. this is water woman's origin and this, when the first few pages, they what Ryan said before we start recording, start out really, really gross because it's Hercules essentially putting chains on Queen Hippolyta and saying really nasty things about her. Yeah, Hercules so- is
1: going to rape her. Yeah, Hercules is is um, first of all not the Hercules I'm used to seeing in comic books, both Marvel and DC. Yeah. Um, but that's fair. This is all a completely different take. But I immediately was like. This is how you start your book, bro. But I just needed a couple pages for him to get his comeuppance. Yeah. Well, I think what Graham
2: Morrison wanted to do. So I told about, about, about before we started recording. But like, what Grant Morrison did was take the Golden Age Wonder Woman, crank that up to eleven, double mm-hmm. down on the bondage, double down on the on the yeah. on the Greek mythology of it all. Um, and he goes back to like pure Greek mythology, mm-hmm. um, not the DC Universe Greek mythology. Which I appreciate right.
1: because I I think brian azarello's mod, like wonder woman run is fantastic and i really really like diana being directly tied to the greek gods as opposed to just being made of clay and there's greek gods there
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah I, I like i like the tied origin so much more personally yeah yeah um yeah and so
2: what do you
3: think about this guy?
1: i thought this book was awesome i didn't i have not read it before uh i'm a huge Grant morrison fan um i just i wasn't sure what the book was but um there's a, there's it, there's basically like like a uh, the edda candy uh, character who's not Etta candy it's like is it Betty Betty it's Candy Beth.
0: it's Beth. Elizabeth Candy
1: yeah so Beth is like wait you're telling me you have a whole island full of like bondage sci-fi lesbians that's freaking awesome and I'm like yeah. that is awesome um their flying cars are cool uh they're they're like lifestyle how like there's 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 a I remember Panama.
2: I remember Graham Morrison did an interview and he said that uh one of the things that I didn't I don't understand about DC comics is why uh, is why Themyscira is still stuck in the past. Why didn't if they were gone for three thousand years? Why didn't they advance their society at all?
1: Yeah, that's why they, they could, got the flying cars. Yeah, and and all the technology is super unique. And the and the uh, the invisible plane looks nothing like a plane. It looks like a an alien a robot alien thing. And I think it's uh, all the design aesthetics are awesome. I think this might be the best-looking Earth One book. Not just because Yannick Pekek is an awesome artist. The layouts of every single page are woven with like the lasso and like leaves and shit. And, and also, there's, there's no parts of, paneling.
0: There's also parts of Greek pottery because back yeah. in because back in the day, that's how the Greeks one well, of the ways the Greeks told their stories was and through pottery. Through.
1: Yeah. When
2: the when Medusa's on screen, the snakeskin covers the panels.
1: Yeah. It, it's, Every every page has something unique about it and beautiful. I'm like, man, this is not read like any of the other books at all. No, this like, book is. This is I think maybe for for me, I think this is probably the best one.
0: So I was rereading this book again earlier today, and as I was re- as I was reading it, there are part there, uh, there are parts of it that are like just stoned out. Like when the fates show up and during the trial and how the story because it took me because I'd have read before. It's been years since I last read it, and I'm like, holy shit. This is being, I'm reading this like a Greek play. Yeah. yeah. I got, the language reminds me a lot of Oedipus the King, which is, um, which is the only Greek play I've ever read in my entire life because I had to read it for school. But you have like the face as the chorus, you have the multitude, like the language changes so much. And it's like, damn, this is, this is really good.
1: The use of I'm, language overall in this book is mm-hmm. awesome. You have characters speaking like multiple languages, and I love like when Diana doesn't know how to speak English fully, so she has to like pronounce it as best as she can. And then she's she's so smart, so she just slowly learns it. And Steve Trevor, uh-huh. uh, who's black in this, is, which is awesome, by the way. Uh-huh. Steve's so like, "Girl, how do you know English so fast? You're 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 so cool." Uh, and then he's like, "Oh man." Um, by, by the way,
2: by the way, uh, Sterling K. Brown as
1: Steve Trevor. Yeah, Dude, I, um, yeah, do it, uh, do it. I, the the night the. The, na- the nativity of the of the amazons is always fun to me this is no joke probably my favorite panel in the book and it's the amazons going ha 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 how great are we and i'm like <laughs> that is grant morrison so on the nose like man look how naive and like stuck in the past even though they're their technologies here they've been stuck on their own for three thousand mm-hmm. years and they're stuck in their own ways and it's just so funny you're like "Ha, ha, ha i'm having such a great time i'm the best and i'm like mm-hmm. oh man these girls don't know about anything uh, the nativity of the Amazons is always fun to me. And one woman coming back and being put on trial for, for leaving for a day, that whole thing's fun. Hippolyta's super fun. Um, I I just think this book's awesome, you guys. Was I think so cool. it's What's so
2: cool is that it doesn't end in a fight sequence. No. So he so Grant Morrison talked I remember a lot of interviews that happened when this book was before this book came out, and Grant Morrison was talking about like one of the things that stalled me so much is that I had initially scripted a fight sequence to end the book. And as much as I read that, it didn't fit right with the Diana I was writing, who was about love. Mm -hmm. So she submits at the end instead of, instead of goes into this major fight. She submits and is able to talk it out.
0: Because one of the things that uh, one of the things that struck me is like when Diana like when she gives the call to Steve Tre- Trevor, like nor we in, in our culture we see someone hang colors like, Yeah, I own you now. And of course later in the book, Steve himself says that I lied to my superior officers because rich men will come and mess your place up because my ancestors were enslaved. Mm-hmm. But then when Diana explains it's like, Oh, in my culture, when we say we submit to you, it's lo- it's um yeah a loving, loving submit it's a loving submittal. We show which- our love
1: through chains and bondage, which is yeah, we-
0: Oh, or also great. another thing, another thing is they okay. show love uh, William Marston, the
2: creative Wonder Woman, oh, was in the bondage.
0: Oh, he had some preferences for sure. Yeah, he definitely did. But I thought that was cool because even the queen, because she submits to love and she submits to the Amazons, is like, no, you're our queen. You're gonna stay our queen. Speaking yeah. of bondage. Ah, oh, um, oh, there we go. Yep, Sunstone Volume One, baby. Two. Oh, was that two? Anymore. Oh yeah, that was volume two. I don't have volume one anymore.
2: Well, she doubled
0: just... it. <laughs> oh Oh that's right i forgot but just reading this book because there are times where because i kept forgetting how the scenes change like you get from one scene when it's on trial then you get another scene from the festival and Wonder woman is wearing the light the head of hercules and you're like is she supposed to do that and then later on you find out i was like oh this is how it's supposed to have gone and when she beats mala who was her lover by the way and her also, do- and, and, and wonder woman mm-hmm. that's cool yeah uh, how everyone is known as wonder woman on this island um wonder girl Is in this? No, Troy. Yeah, she's from New Sparta. She's from New Sparta.
1: Yeah, I love. I mean, I'm 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 a Greek. I love me some Greek shit. But like seeing that, like the the male Spartans were there (laughs) at the beginning, and then was like, "Oh, y'all gotta die because you suck." Um, that's fun. Yeah, yeah.
0: I I I feel like this this quite a bit. No, I I highly enjoyed reading this. Um, I I still have I when I found Wonder Woman Earth One Volume Two, I picked it up on the spot when I had that when I had the chance and i mean just spoiler alert right now that's my next book club is volume two of order i'm I'm
1: probably gonna pick both of these up now that i really like this one so i'm I'm not gonna be mad if you do that
0: yeah because i've been wanting to read volume two for a long time and i haven't had i just
1: haven't done it yet so now i'm
0: good yeah now i'm gonna do it and it's really nice reading earth one because i forgot how really good this book is
1: yeah. Uh, I think the, the verbiage is like it's it feels again like you said, right? Like so golden age, like with some of its like uh, verbiage. It's like I saw it with my own eyes, a oh, man suffering saffro. The scales must be balanced. And yeah. it's like it's so cheesy, but it's like also so sincere and real because that's how these Amazons have lived forever. It's just how they talk. Yeah. Um, Grant Morrison has just a way. It's 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 my favorite thing about him. It's with this Batman run. He everything everything's canon, everything matters. And with these Earth One books, you can kind of take everything and build it up into like one concrete, like, hey, this is the new origin for this universe or whatever. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. the stuff with with um, Hercules being her dad, um, but in a way to to punish Hercules to show that all of his lineage will be strong, badass women is so cool. And such oh, a yeah. new to Hercules, the fact that she would still birth this monster's child to, to, to spite him is mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. I was I love the
0: fact that they have Hercules instead of Zeus cuz Zeus is like yeah Zeus can't keep it in his pants but the fact that Hercules an actual oppressor who Hippolyta kills by her own hand is mm-hmm. the father of Diana and she raises Diana originally to be a weapon against man and yeah. then she's like I can't do this my rage subsided over these past 3000 years and you are Diana you are my daughter the over
2: the overdramatism the overdramatism of like oh I must abdicate my throne, and I will stop drinking from the fountain of youth.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm just gonna die now. I yeah. guess and I'll and just
0: Nubia, go die. Essentially, Nubia, um, Queen Hippolyta's right hand woman, essentially just looks and goes, "Bitch, please, no, you're not."
1: For real, she's like, you know, you can't leave the throne. Stop it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is like so, yeah, like like old school drama, but like like a reality TV show. It's yeah. so good.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I, I really
2: enjoy this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it took Grant Morrison forever to get this book, damn book,
1: out, but. I'm glad that he finally did it. I'm and ready, I can't I wait it. I can't wait to read the second part. Yeah, I'm legitimately like uh if they have him at the at my comic store I'm probably going to buy them both. I really like, wish wow. I really wish DC committed more to the Earth One novel, uh graphic novels. I really wish that too. well uh, we got we got this one <clears throat> or volume 2 coming out. That's out now. We got Green Lantern coming out soon. Besides that, we don't know the state of the the John's books, right? See the yeah. see the
2: thing about He's like three, right? Or Yeah, or, he, yes.
1: Yeah. That's okay. why
2: that was the first excuse that Doomsday Clock took so long was that Gary Frank was also doing Batman Volume 3. Yeah.
3: That
2: makes um, sense. So that will come out. But the problem is they come out so infrequently, like three to five years at a time. Yes. I just wish, like, you know, you announced an Aquaman, you announced a Flash. Pump one out every year.
1: Oh, my God. You, yeah.
2: You space them out enough. Mm-hmm. You space them out enough that you don't have a creator putting out two books a year. You have one book coming out a year with, like, everyone gets, like, three or six months to work Do on you- them.
1: Do we what? have creative teams on Aquaman and Flash? Were those ever announced? No. I don't think those books are coming out then. I don't think those
2: I are do, real. I'm, but I'm, I'm saying, good. like, you announced them. Do them.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and also,
0: obviously, there's a story there for in the Earth One books. Because we have, like, Superman is the only one that has three volumes. And when it ends on Volume 3, there's more story to tell. It's obvious. But we, we're not going to get it because I don't think... Chazinsky
2: Jake... himself has said he's probably not
1: coming back for a fourth.
0: There we go. I mean, and, this is
1: essentially like the ultimate universe for DC, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I would love I would love more alternate, like, just, just yeah, just commit to it. Um, yeah. It seems more like a they use the talent of these Earth One books on their main DC stuff, and the Earth One stuff's not as important, so they get to it when they can, Yeah, uh, which maybe shouldn't be the way you look at it. <laughs> maybe just get more creative teams instead of the same ones for everything.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeff Lemire was the only person I think who mapped out as a two-volume Teen Titans. They got good teams on them. I I just wish there were more. I wish they'd yeah. put more effort. I agree. Um, anyway, uh anything right. else you guys wanted to add or should we move on?
1: No, I um I I didn't expect to like this book as much as I did. Um I, I find Diana, uh this Diana, um, to be very, very charming in like in all the ways that that One Woman is. Um, but like this is also just this is such a gorgeous book. And mm-hmm. like and like everybody looks so good and everyone's just like ripped. Um I was I think the one problem I have, there was a couple fat jokes at at, at Beth. That that like she even leans to like oh I'm I'm you know I'm the one who eats a lot ha 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 and I'm like it's not real funny Grant uh, yeah. but I'm glad that character's still there and she's she like has
2: a, she's she has, a, she has a dress that's like a microchip it <laughs> was weird
1: yes yes that's yeah. true um, that was, I thought some of that was gross but whatever
2: yeah I agree anyway it's mine mine next because uh, we switched uh, you and you and Ben Ryan uh, we switched you guys so I have picked Spider Man Life Story.
1: Chip Zdarsky, uh, written by Chip Zdarsky with art by Mac Mark Bagley. Spoilers: This book is probably the best Spider-Man book you're going to read, like for five years. I'm not even joking.
2: I'm very excited to get into it. i haven't read ready yet, so.
1: Hell yeah, uh, baby! I'm next week.
2: Right, next week, Spider-Man: Life Story, and that'll be it uh, for this week. We don't know what we're doing next week. Um, we got some options though. Trans- the new Transformers movie on Netflix and Umbrella Academy both drop next week.
3: Ooh,
1: I'll tell you what. Watching one movie and watching one show are very different things. (laughs) I know, but like uh, I'm just saying we have
2: options.
0: Well (laughs) I I, I will let you know what (laughs) happened more than the show. I will let you know what I prefer. Transformers.
2: (laughs) I mean we could we could do like you know what we could do? We could do like Umbrella Academy Volume Two and the season two of the show.
1: I can't watch an entire season of a show in a week, Brandon. No, 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 like the first episode.
2: Because we've only ever done the first episode for these for these like comparison ones. I'm not saying that's what we'll do, I'm just saying.
1: I don't I, I I don't think it's that's as fun because I already know that the second volume of the, the one issue is not going to cover a lot, just like mm-hmm. the first time we did it, it doesn't cover a lot. Yeah, I, I was think just, we I was... that like show premieres, but not like second seasons. That's what I. Think.
2: Okay, that's fair. We'll yeah. um, be behind baseball for you guys, but so probably Transformers. We'll see. Um, but uh, we also have our our major major milestone episode two hundred. That's up now. You can check out, you can check that out. It's about six hours. So, Five you
1: know, and a half hours long, or
2: you could just listen, or just to the, three
1: and a half hours if you want to listen to Evangelion. To, or just, just one, just one to to hours the of nonsense if you don't want, if you don't care about anime,
2: yeah, it's all time coded. Check it out if you want. Uh, but we were pretty proud to hit that milestone, and you know, that was that was what we did to celebrate, talk about Evangelion. Um, next week, like I said, who knows? We'll see. Um, if you're watching the stream, thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel, like this video, click the bell icon. We got a bunch of stuff coming out. We got fake nerds watch, uh, a series on this page right now. There's a bunch of shows such as Watchmen, um, The Boys. The Boys season two is coming. Um, so check that out. Cool. Hey, we got a lot of cool stuff on that. We also have Basement Arcade. We just finished Mortal Kombat 9. That's up there. That's done. Yeah. So stay tuned for Mortal Kombat 10 in a year. Um.
1: Oh, that is going to be like a year When well, yeah. we
2: actually can't get you know, together.
1: That, that movie is going to be out on Blu ray by the time we get to Mortal Kombat 10. Damn <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic.
2: I would, I would, I can't wait till we do that. But yeah, all, all the episodes out are out for, for Basement to Mortal Kombat 9. And we also have the Fake Nerd Book Club, which is a new show where we talk about comic books in more detail. I talk about their series rather than just the single, single volume. Um, we just finished, we just started and finished The Pride season one.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, we talked about The Pride uh, by Joe Glass and a whole host of, our, of artists. Um, spoiler alert, we are not continuing with that series, but I still think the episode is good, and you should check it out anyway.
1: Absolutely. Um,
2: the next series we will be doing, we decided, we picked another one. We're going to start with my, mortal, uh, mortal Kombat, Mighty Morphin <laughs> Power Rangers Volume 1, and we'll see if we continue with that series, although I sincerely hope we do.
1: I hope uh, so too, Brandon. I just want you to know, Lord Draken doesn't show up until the third volume. <laughs> I know. Okay, I just want you to know. So no, that's
2: I'm okay. fully aware. I'm just, oh, oh, I hope I like it. Yeah. Um Mighty Morphin Power Rangers are the next ones to so check that one out. Um, also, the Michael Maurice interview is coming. We had to reschedule that one again, but like you know, stay tuned. It, it is going to drop when you least expect it. Um, we are not a Funko affiliate anymore. Oh, no! Oh, we're not? No, we're not. Um, guys, we made $4, so hey.
1: Um, Man, it's been a long time. Four bucks, that's okay. We don't need it.
2: <laughs> yeah, so our contract expired for Funko. I did ask to renew it. They didn't get back to me, but it is expired now. So hey. You know, click the link in the description anyway. I left it in there. See if it works. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, shop top 10, 10% off your purchase. Anyway, uh, we also, but we have a Patreon. We have a TeePublic. Um, I just did a little goofy unboxing of the miscellaneous mug on our Instagram. Um, I think we got a lot of cool stuff on our TeePublic. Uh, if you want to support us, I bought a Downright Nerdy t-shirt. You're welcome, Downright Nerdy. Yay. Um, show, show their support. Uh, I also bought me a lot of t-shirts for my own shop to give me su- support. Um <laughs> But uh, if you guys want to support us, that's those are the two options you can do. It. You can buy merchandise. You can buy things. You can buy masks. Mask orders are still in effect in many places across the country. Um, we want to see Tenet. We want to see New Mutants. Christopher Nolan is holding New Mutants hostage. He you has guys.
1: a gun pointed to Maisie Williams' head. He's like, all right, listen, little girl, you're not getting your movie unless I get my movie.
2: So <laughs> wear your mask so we can get New Mutants.
1: And Christopher Christopher
0: don't be a dick about wearing your mask either. Um, if people so, ask you to wear a mask wear a damn mask don't be a dick of it. everyone if else. you
2: don't know what mask to get hey click the link in the description to get some to get some uh, crafted by Z fake nerd podcast mask uh, help out your 7th favorite podcast um, or your 8th favorite podcast who knows this um, is my
0: 5th favorite podcast thank you very much
2: oh it's not even my top 10 no I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no I'm actually really proud of what we do here so we I. Speaking of, we have a website, which I'm really proud of. Uh, you can find all those links in, in, on, our, on our website at www.fakenardpodcast.com. Um, so you can find all that stuff. Thank you so much for your support. You guys who listen, you guys who watch, just doing that is enough to support us, uh, enough to, to keep us going. We love you. Um, stay indoors, wear your masks, be safe. Uh, thank you to Jeremy Volucci. Uh, he does our intro music. New music is coming from him. Again, things are a little hectic in his life right now, so stay tuned for that. If you have been listening to this, then you will have heard some of his music that he's been doing for us. you probably heard the book club and the um, bread and butter. Uh, he's, a re- he's a lot of, he's a really cool guy. You can find him on Instagram at Jeremy keyboards. He also does a podcast that's very funny called Suburban Proctology. He does it mostly by himself. He edits it. He voices most of it. Um, sometimes he gets friends. Uh, he writes the whole thing and he does the music. He's quadruple threat, quadruple threat with that you can find that on itunes you can find that facebook.com slash suburban parkologist official or instagram at subproc podcast thank you to mike Matola. mike you're great you've done four three logos for us now I almost said four uh three logos for us now uh book club miscellaneous, and picture podcast uh you can find him at mike Matola on instagram and twitter Alright, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast, guys at gmail.com If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT BTMcClure on Instagram and Twitter. You can find Ben.
0: You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at benmagnet 27 and also you can find me right for OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com which, a new article went up about half an hour before I started recording this. The link is in the description. It's about sports video games. Just let you know right now. Uh, Ryan?
1: Hey guys. I'm uh, um, DJ Tony Snark everywhere. I keep saying I'm gonna stream and then I'm not because I don't have the energy and I don't want to not have energy. So maybe, maybe I'll stream. Maybe not. Um, maybe just check it out. DJ Tony Snark, Beep Bop. You can also find Sparks Witty at S B K A R Z Witty. You can find him doing things and making jokes and stuff like that. Boppy Bop.
2: Boppy Bop. Boppy Bop. <laughs> Uh, Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. If you're watching this, subscribe to this channel, like this video. Uh, Greatly appreciate all your support. Rate and review wherever you get us. Until next week, guys, stay fake
3: nerds.